stock exhaust. That's what? Nothing done to it. What? What? <laughs> I mean, it's silly. It's so throaty and fun sounding. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Truck Show Podcast. Guys, back to you in the studio. Thanks, Lightning. Thanks, Holman. It is episode number 250 of the Truck Show Podcast. Uh, there are four of us, unfortunately. Nope. Them out there and us in here. Nope. There's just me and you. Yeah. I hope. Thank God. The world cannot handle two of us. No. Each. There's physically not enough room because for us and our Certainly bellies. Certainly not in the studio. Yeah. You had quite an epic trip. Uh, you just got back from Michigan this morning. And I did. we will talk about no, that. No, this afternoon. This afternoon. Oh, this like afternoon. Like hours before this podcast. Okay. I drove all the way home and only slept about six hours. I made it from Michigan to California in uh, less than 48 hours. Dang. Dang. 36 of it driving, according to the computer. Yeah, you have to be just beat. I hate doing that. The oh. most I'll drive is like 15, 16 hours. Yeah, I was doing 22-hour days. Oh. I was seeing things at night. Like, woo. Yeah, that's not good. I'm like, all right, time to sleep. And you had some horsepower that could have been dangerous, which we'll talk about in a little bit. All here. right. On this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, we've got a giveaway for you. We've got uh, some great truck news. One of the manufacturers broke the internet this week with an announcement of power. Holman is getting a uh, a bucket of love from me. But I don't know that I want a bucket <laughs> you of do. love. You want this bucket of love, I okay. promise. All right. You're getting a bucket of love. We've got some, uh, we, we found out that um, a truck that we thought would never be born or maybe ha died on the vine. Uh, still won't be. We'll so, see. We'll see. I've got some audio that may uh, prove nah, otherwise. I've... Well, we'll see. I'm going to play it. And Shenanigans. You'll I'll play the audio later. You decide. I'm deciding that? right now before I hear the <laughs> Come audio. Come on. We've got your email and we have a giveaway for you. So if you're looking for a way to spruce up your truck, I got you. All right. Well, before we get into all the uh, the awesomeness of episode 250, what? what? Uh, we have to uh, thank Nissan, who- uh, You sound like 14-year-old girls. What? <laughs> That's a, not. That should be a drop. Uh, do you think that pegs somebody's tweeters? Uh, let's do it again. One, right. two, three. What? what? Oh, oh that was cool. pretty good. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. I know you hate this when I do this. I do hate this. Ready here? Oh, One, two, this. three. Go. What? Oh, All right. That was That's, cool. Yeah, no, it was not it. cool. Oh, that was awesome. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> All right, we gotta thank Nissan. I'm All taking right. advantage of Holman because he's punchy. I'm I'm super tired, and uh, but you know what? I'm not tired of. I'm not tired of Nissan trucks, and so uh, thank you, Nissan, for being our presenting sponsor here on the Truck Show Podcast. And uh, without Nissan, the Truck Show Podcast would probably uh, have been in a ditch long ago. That's true. We want to shout out the uh, Frontier 3.8 liter V6 engine. Nope. Not in the news I have for you later in the show. Wait, what? What? I'm reading it right off the website right here. Well, I mean that one that the common man can buy, but I, I have Nissan News. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. We're... What, what about the nine-speed transmission? Awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, what about the Federal Audio yeah, System? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk about some other Nissan News really? with the Frontier. So, But you're still but, saying that they but, should go to the Nissan dealer, but, uh, but, and they should- but, Really? Just, uh, uh, we're going to- Listen, Nissan's doing something cool that we're going to are hopefully you, see- Are you saying this news is under- <laughs> Embargo. No, I'm saying that we'll talk about it later in the show when it's appropriate. Uh, so I'm just okay. saying, hold that frontier thought. Mm -hmm. Great midsize truck. If you want the industry's best warranty, go with the Titan, Titan XD, five-year, 100,000 miles. And uh, if you want to see the trucks in person, then head on down to your uh, local dealer or head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price and uh, find the Nissan Frontier or Titan or Titan XD. Of your dreams. Of your dreams. Truck. Dreams. Uh, imaginations. <laughs> You just couldn't say dreams, could you? No, because you stole, you, it. You stole uh, it from yeah. me, and it's, I, I'm not okay with that. I deflated you, didn't I? 
You know what you did? Mm. You took the payload right out of the back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> 1,708 pounds that I had in the back of my Frontier. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just, it's on the freeway now. Oh, you, really? It's just clog, clogging traffic just now? Just lower the tailgate and push it on out. Dude, yeah. this isn't a C-130 that you're doing like an airdrop of cargo. Uh-huh. All right? Dreams. There, I said oh, it. Oh, damn you. All right. But maybe you're stuck with your old truck. You got a diesel, maybe a diesel Jeep, and it just doesn't have the oomph it once had. What do you do? How do you get your power back? You go to bankspower.com and you order yourself up a Derringer tuner for maybe your Duramax, your Ford with a 6.7 liter, maybe your Jeep with a 3 liter eco diesel. Add as much as 81 horsepower and 144 pound feet of torque with a Derringer tuner. And the best part, Holman, is that it's safe. And when you remove it, the dealer has no idea it was ever there. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model to find out if they've got one for you. And, of course, we can't forget uh, the thing that gets you going and rolling down the road, and that's Toyo. So uh, we love our Toyo tires. So you want to go to toyotires.com where you can check out the entire line of open country tires. Of course, the brand new I'm open country. So I'm getting so giddy. I'm getting so giddy. I'm getting close. Trail right just after, got dropped. Right after SEMA. No, I'm when you hear this. Oh, yeah. When you hear this, tomorrow, the Open Country RT Trail has been dropped. And I am at Tucker Tire in West Covina putting mine on. No, you'll be at SEMA. This is, oh, you're right. So a week from Did you wait? Stop. This isn't future us, past us. Are they on your truck yet? No. Okay. Are they mounted on your new wheels yet? No. Okay. But they will be. All right. Well, check it out. The Open Country- We're we're ceramic coating my HRE wheels. I see. And then we're mounting- Wait, who's we? We- we is Brian at SoCal Tint using Expel ceramic coating. Hmm. The same Brian you may have to see. I may have to see him. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all for later. All right, yeah. listen. Okay. The Open Country RT Trail is a rugged all-terrain tire that delivers better off-road grip than a traditional all-terrain, and it's made to excel in sand, mud, and deep snow. The extra thick shoulder and sidewall lugs dig deep into soft terrain. The thickness also provides impact and puncture resistance. The Open Country RT Trail is designed for light truck and SUV owners who want more off-road capability than a traditional all-terrain without the noise or ride harshness of a dedicated mud tire. Lightning and I went out to test these tires, and they are absolutely phenomenal on-road and off. If you want to set... November 1st, they drop with more than 30 tire sizes. Head on over to uh, toyotires.com or check in with your local tire dealer. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Good thing you didn't say Lightning or Holman, where you just never knew like which one of us you're going to get. <laughs> and then if you really liked Lightning and you got me, or if you really liked me and you got Lightning, it was just like a, a roll of the dice. It's a grab bag. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should do that. Uh, we should just split the show up. We'll change the intro to Lightning or Holman, uh-huh. and then you take two weeks a month, and I'll take two weeks a month. I love the scheduling idea, but I think that'd be bad for the listener. Uh, because they, I think they it would only be have... bad for half the listeners. You think people have uh, taken a side? Yes. Oh, really? I think that'll show in our emails later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? Because I haven't seen those emails yet. Or I'm just being punchy because I haven't slept in three days. I think that uh, it's good because each show, if it's right as they get their fill of lightning and they're like, dude, I just can't. Here comes Holman. The other with guy. Some, with some news. The, yeah, other, the other guy. guy. Right. All right, Lightning, you know... Uh, 
what's amazing about this great country, hmm. the fact that uh, roads connect us, mm-hmm. the fact that you could start on a Thursday morning and run about five hours late because your stuff's not done yet, realizing you need to make your four-year-old softball game on Saturday morning approximately 2,450 miles away. And you realize you have a 470-horsepower rocket strapped to your butt. <laughs> and you can take that wheeled rocket, and you can choose one of many ways to traverse the country. But instead of uh, going through I-70's truck stop, it's I-80. 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 Iowa, yeah, yes. Instead of going through Iowa 80 truck stop, or instead of taking the uh, the really southern route through Louisiana to see your friend Corey Barr to eat free at his restaurant, mm-hmm. or instead of going through Colorado to uh, play in the snow. What about Bucky's? You left Bucky's out. I haven't gotten to Bucky's yet. Oh, okay. But there's no Bucky's along my route. Oh. I had to take the quickest route home. And I realized part of the route was the route of Route 66. Route 66 that, that I did this year, this summer, all the way from Chicago to Santa Monica. On ribbons of black asphalt. It got me from one side of this great nation to the other. And I realized that trip was nine days and it was much too fast. There were many, (laughs) many things along the way that I I missed that I didn't get a chance to do. And yet, doing it in two and a half days instead of nine days does not actually allow you to do any of those things again. And as I was driving by at mock whatever... Looking out my uh, my right window and then my left window, I thought to myself, wow, I sure would like to pull off the highway because four months ago when I was here, I thought next time I'm here, I'm going to stop. And you didn't. Lightning, I didn't stop. No. I stopped for uh, Cracker Barrel. Stopped for Waffle House. Stopped for Dr. Pepper. I stopped for those things in America, middle America. I saw cornfields. I, I saw... The rains on the Great Plains of Oklahoma. I went all across this country, and half of it was at night and saw nothing. <laughs> 36 hours out the windshield of a brand new Jeep. It's great. It's great. But it's, uh, after a while, it looks the same. <laughs> yes, it does. It's the same. So, Mr. Gasglesland V8392. Um, you know funny? Because I, I got my window sticker. Yeah. Ten. I got my window sticker. Ten. Ten and, tanks. And you know they have like the uh, fuel economy rating. I am very familiar and with that. And the smog rating. I have that because mine is a zero. Mine's a one. Oh, it's a one. So I said to my wife, "Mine's a zero. I said, "I'm number one. I'm number one." Um, so let me tell you about the trip. Yeah. Uh, I was flying. I think you just did. Didn't you just no, do I that? No, that has nothing to do with. Oh, the that trip. was your that patriotic was, rant. That's just me thinking about stuff. I see. No, I. Uh, I. But uh, work with me here. I. Uh, Went to the airport last Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'm flying through the air as one does when they're on an airplane flying across the country. And thankfully, Delta gives you uh, free text messaging. And so, I, as a Delta customer, I logged on and had a bunch of text messages. And one of them was the uh, president of AEV, Dave Harrington. Okay. And he said, when do you land in Detroit? And I said, uh, 6.30. He goes, me too. And what? I said, what? And it turns out he was flying from Vegas, uh, and his plane took off about the same time from Vegas that mine did from Orange County, and we both landed at the same time in Detroit. Okay. So he's like, well, let's uh, let's go grab dinner. And I'm like, cool. I go, you know, I'm going to- 
AEV. You guys to get my Jeep, right? Because he works in Montana. He's got like a small shop with uh, five or six guys out there. And so he goes, yeah, this is the first time I've been to the office in like a year and a half because of COVID and all that stuff. And and we just so happened to be there at the same time. So we went out to dinner and uh, it was pretty cool. And then uh, and wh- a- where'd you go? Steak? Uh, it was it just like a TGI Fridays kind of a thing, but a local local okay. joint. Right. Uh, and then there was there's a guy Ward and Annie. They go by Intercontinental Cruiser on uh, on Instagram, and I've been following him for a while. And they've got this big old like Ram 5500 Expedition vehicle, and they travel all over the world in this thing. He's like, hey, do you know uh, Ward and Annie? You want to go grab dinner with them because they wanted to hook up. So I had dinner with them, and they're like the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. I had a great time. So. Did that and then uh, went and grabbed my uh, my Jeep in the morning and spent a little bit of time at AEV, which mm-hmm. was awesome. So Matt took good uh, good care of me and and good care of the Jeep. And I found out that uh, some people had seen it and wanted to uh, do disparaging things on the inside of it. Oh, really? Oh, oh, they uh, penises. No, all over the no, place. No, they wanted really? to fart in it. Oh, really? Yeah, Brian McCroskey <laughs> at uh, Bill Stein threatened uh-huh. that. Oh, that would have been great. And he's like, "Oh, dude, I pulled the door handle and they had it locked." I'm like, "That's right," because Matt Matt has my back. Gotcha. Yeah. And like the rest of you people, so he was trying to preserve that new car smell and not, it, it, uh, not yes. the additive fart smell. Well, like you said, it, it did smell like a new car. So uh, I picked it up and then I headed immediately over to Lingenfelter Auto Spa in Brighton, Michigan. So uh, can I pause you just right there? You can. So Stephen, my assistant at work, um, God bless his heart, saw your post okay. of the Jeep sitting in Lingenfelter, mm-hmm. and he turns to me like wide-eyed and He thought he was going to blow her on it, didn't he? Dude, he, he goes, Holman is at Lingenfelter? <laughs> he said it that slowly. I go, yeah, why? And he goes, what is he doing <laughs> there? And I go, he's getting some work done. He goes- it's Lingenfelter, <laughs> and I go. I know that he's getting um uh, he's getting an expel uh paint protection film put on, and he goes, and I said, expel paint protection film application, and he goes, well that's cool, but <laughs> I said, dude, the whole truck is AEV, it's a three ninety two. What more does he need? And he goes. Yeah. I th- he totally thought it was lying. Well, you drove in it. Does it feel like 470 horsepower? No, I think they lied. I, it hauls balls. Yeah, it's it feels very very similar to my 702 horsepower truck. Right. It feels almost as fast as a TRX. Yeah, which is super weird. Which is crazy. It but I think the difference is is that you know, now with the with the boiler attack exhaust on the TRX, it crackles and makes that sound. Yeah, but you heard the exhaust. But yours is stock. And it, you and guys it sounds it, the same it, way. You heard it at the beginning of the show. It's like, and then the shift, and it does that like real valvey kind of hemi right, noise that you, yeah. dude. I swear, I went by somebody, and I saw people looking around for what made that noise. <laughs> and like, there's dude, no way it came from a Jeep. I literally did ten stops on my way home. Two or three people at every single fuel stop were like, "Oh my god, that thing's beautiful." What is that? Oh, and then I would like start it, and they're like. Whoa! What's in is, is that is that a V eight swap? I'm like, nope. Is that a five seven? Nope. They're like six four yeah. from the factory. <laughs> Three ninety two cubic inch, dude. Like there's a guy in a fifteen hundred with a Hemi, so five seven. Yeah. And he walks by and he stops. He literally backs up, looks at it again, and he looks at me and he goes, "Does that have a bigger engine than my truck?" And I went, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better uh, too. Yeah. And then he laughed. This guy in a Civic Si. Tried to would go around you. Well, no, we were merging. Okay, so he tried to block me out. 
I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and I just like, after my 500 miles, I was so good. I didn't do anything for 500 miles. And then when I did, I at literally now, 500 now, miles. 500 I, miles, you can't even go over 80. I did an Instagram reel at 500 miles of wide open throttle. Okay. It was awesome. So anyway, this dude tries to block me from, I'm like, no. So I get on it. Well, it turns out his passenger window was open. So as he realized that I was coming over, he gets to the lane next to me. And my sound cannons blasted auditory noises right through his You, you did the auditory version of rolling coal on it someone. It was awesome. <laughs> he, he looked scared. And, he, and I lifted, and he passes me, and he looks at me like, like mouth open, eyes wide, like I had no idea. Wow. There's a dude in a Z06 Corvette, and we're going, and this thing had his track tires on the back, and he's driving down the 10. And he looks at me, and I look at him, and he just nods, and I nod. So he knew what was up. We're doing like I don't know seventy, and he's like, Whoa, just like eighty, right? And like, and I get back up to do him, and I'm like, yeah. So then I throw on the the exhaust button, and I'm like, whoop, and he smiles at me, and we're just like, I'm pretending because well, I'm not a rich guy, but but also he could have dusted you. <laughs> oh, and but, I know it, but it, that's not what it was about. It's about the mutual respect. Where I'm like, I I got what you you know you have a C7 Z06. That's sick. And I get it. And he's like, you have a Jeep with a V8. And that's and like, it was like that car guy mutual respect where it was like, nobody was out to beat anybody or race. We were just car guys that wanted to hear our v just, just cruising. Both had push rod V8s. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was just awesome. because just You guys like would have clinked beer glasses. Had, uh, you, yeah. had we been drinking, yeah, but we were right, driving instead. Right. So that's bad. Yeah. So anyway, so I go to Lingenfelter Auto Spa. Guys are awesome. They said that I go, this is a true story. And they showed me some stuff in the parking lot that they just did expel, like an entire Ram dually fender with one piece of film, which is so. Crazy. So, are they also doing uh, engine uh, performance mods, or is this just a spa for car the, care? Lingenfelter has like a compound there, uh. and so there's an engine plant that's not too far away. They're doing cars in another place. This is the spa part where they're doing details and expel. So basically, they weren't happy apparently with whoever they were going to. So Ken Lingenfelter's like, yeah, I'm gonna open my own place and do all of our cars here. And then we'll just do whoever else. So they became one of the best expel people in that part of Michigan. So, and by the way, when you do expel, I know it sounds like a big expel commercial, but we become fans. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and we, I, we I, so you guys know the backstory. We've actually become friends with Chris, with the Chris guy that we Hardy. had on the show. Yeah. Like Chris, we're he's been go, awesome. We're going to go have with. dinner with him at SEMA. Like it, it's turned out to be, I think it's like a love fest. So it's funny because uh, I asked him. I, I said, "So what's the uh, the hardest car to do?" Everybody stops, and they all there's three of them, and they all look at me, and they're like. That this one, one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and they're like, especially a 392 hood. They're like a 392 Did hood. You got to remove the badges and stuff. Yeah, but the badges weren't too bad because there's guide holes, so they go back in the same spot. So, and they, you know, they did a great job of retrimming and putting, um, you know, t- the, the the same 3M tape and everything. So it all yeah. looks good. But I saw that on video. But the stretching of the piece of film that they have to use for the hood and 392 hood moves in every direction. And on the Wrangler, because it's got pockets cut out for the exposed hinges, it's got shapes, it's curved up and down, it's curved it's right and left. It's concaved, it's convex, it's yeah. everything. It looks like it's square, but it's not. Right. It's it's completely rounded, there's all the stuff. And it took about two and a half days to do. And they said that that hood would have been like a $1,000 retail job because oh. of how all the labor they did, just for the hood, because it is was so complex. And so they did me a, a couple solids. We did the the wrap the whole thing except for the center of the roof panel. So we ceramic coated up there, and we just did the the roof rails. And then I I was looking through their film, and so I, I didn't realize this is why I can't run a business. Expel dealers don't just stock like a bunch of pre cut film; they have a giant plotter, 
and they have all the film on giant rolls. Yeah, remember we had this conversation with Chris. Right. So that, so that didn't sink in when we were talking to him. No. But when we were talking about their, their IP, their proprietary tech, that's it. Is well, that but, they all have these cut files. Well, but go, go I was ahead. thinking their proprietary tech was the files, not the fact that they can print them on demand. So ah. the installer always has the latest version of the files. And there's also seems to be some sort of a, a chat where installers can talk to each other about how they did it. Because there's an art to it. It's not like, oh, we have this pre-cut file and then you just put it on. It doesn't work that way. It's this is close and you have to install it a certain you way. you got to massage it on the left-hand side but not the right or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. They, they took off door handles. They took off felt. They took off weather stripping. They took off badges. I mean, it was, it was an involved process. And I was there for about 50%, 60% of it. And I was amazed that what skill level and how they did it and how they stretched it and two people would work with each other and there was, they get to a complicated part and they would be like, hey, help me out. What would you do here? And they're like talking through. I mean, it was really fascinating. Um, but I was looking, they're showing me, hey, here's the files on the computer just so I can kind of get an understanding. Here's the plotter working. And I said, so what files are available? And then I see they have one for the 8.4 screen. And I'm like, hey, any chance I could get that done? And they're like, oh, Yeah. So they, 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 he goes, what size is it? I said, the 8.4. So they printed, they plot it out, and he did it in their matte stealth. Yes. So that there's no fingerprints. Love it. And I still had the factory protective plastic on it. So you peel that off. Peeled it off. They put it on, and the whole ride home, the clarity, even though it's matte, is almost as, is like 99% as good as stock. No issues with touchscreen and no fingerprints, which is awesome. So that I, th- I didn't even realize that that was a so possibility. I, I I'm thinking ex- exterior. Here's the funny part is me, who's become you know Mr. Mr. X Bell guy, I didn't know that was a possibility either. Yeah. So I went on Amazon and I bought one of those screen protectors. It's semi-rigid. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like you put on your iPhone. This is this and I put awesome. My, I put it on there because I didn't know. And at first I freaked. I put mine on because I have the 12-inch screen. Yeah. And, I, and it wouldn't swipe left or right. I'm like, oh, crap. I just I now I have the protection, yeah. but I can't swipe up or down, left or right. And luckily, when I rebooted, it it learned it, oh. and now I can swipe because you were in the truck after you used it. You were swiping, yeah. Everything so it worked. Everything but, works. But yeah. I, I would have probably gone. But you the, can't the even tell. Route. You can't even tell that 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 was done. So uh, they did that, and then I, you know, going back to your conversation about, oh, what do I do? The sides. I'm a track wrap when I go off road because I'm beating up. So I I said, hey, listen, uh, Jeep puts this this kind of thin plastic piece on the front it's of like, the rear fender. It's like their version of... Right, but it's not as thick. Right. Okay. I was putting on 8 mil, it's the same thing you have. They're uh, ultra with fusion. Right. And so it's it's 7.5 mils, and the top half mil, so to make it 8, is, bas- and then, and is also basically with the fusion, healing. has a ceramic coating. Coating's embedded, embedded in it. Yep. Yep. I had them add an additional 10 mil on top of the fender. Damn, it's like so wetsuit I have eight. I have 18 mils of protection in front of those back fenders now. So they're not going to get all blasted by uh, by off roading. There's a ton of protection there, so that's really cool. When I was driving home, I hit, I got stuck in a rainstorm. I did everything I could to avoid the rainstorm, and so I, I texted Dustin over there at Lingenfeld. I'm like, dude, I, I hit a rainstorm, and you said don't wash it for two weeks. He's like, dude, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You know, you're you're good to go. And I'm watching as I'm driving. Everything rain. It's all beating it be- off. It beats right off. And you saw the Jeep tonight after 2,500 miles. And it looks like you just washed it. Yeah, except for the glass from all the bugs and stuff on the glass. But the paint itself looked brand new, right? Right. Like, it doesn't even look like it has road grime on it. And my wife was concerned because she's like, well- That's the ceramic. Yeah. And my wife was concerned. She's like, I don't I, I don't know how it's going to look with that film. I'm like, you can't tell. She, <laughs> she like, walks out- You Wait, she, hold on a second. There's a funny dynamic- this is what I was telling you, and you were skeptical. Now yeah. you like it, and your wife was being skeptical. I, well, I was. You've turned into me. So sadly. I shot. A, I shot a whole install. So we're going to do a 
whole editorial piece on it. But just watching when the film gets cut out and pulled out, it's it's murky. Well, because you're, lo- you're looking through some of the glue. Yeah, you're looking through the adhesive. But right. as soon as they stretch it and put it on, it looks like the wettest clear coat you've ever seen. And I'm just I'm just amazed at the whole process. So you know, I don't want to be expel, expel, expel. But I know, I know. I We've wasn't. Done a lot, but... I wasn't a fan. I was like, ah, would I really do that? After seeing the process and playing with the material, again, ten year warranty against cracking or yellowing or UV. You'll be able to steam it off in ten years. And so far, I've been nothing but impressed with with the process and, and the material. So, well, and I think also an upside too to this process, whether it's their product or someone else's, is that if you get a door ding or you get a big, like an actual like rock boulder, whatever scrapes through it, you just do that panel. That's what I'm saying. You just, you take just it do off. the panel, right? So, you know, yeah. it's not like painting where you have to do a whole thing. No, I can well, just this pull would be off. a good time for me to give you a, a present that I have been sitting on for a while. Hold on, you giving me a chair? Yeah, no, this is the bucket of love. I don't want your bucket no. of love. Move your move your foot. All right. All right, here you go. All right, this uh, this spins open the top. Are you, are you sure this is from you and not from Chris at Expel? Um, I get credit because uh, he sent it to me and then I passed it along to you. Oh, look at that. So this is a uh, bucket on wheels, so, yeah, so you can on. use this as a. Oh, good detail spray. Yep. Uh, paint protection film cleaner. Mm-hmm. Ooh, water spot remover. Rinse-free car wash. Yep, and there's some very there's ceramic boost. Ceramic boost, and there's another one that's interesting. I haven't used it yet, but uh, did you get one of these too? Yes. So he just sent both of ours to your address. I'm t- yeah, but I'm just trying. But to you're take taking credit, credit for it, for it. Yeah, okay, of course. Of course. You, well, you would too. No, absolutely. I just want. I'm just making sure that there's another one. I'm looking at interest. That's the one right there. Iron oxide remover. So the iron oxide remover is the one that's very interesting. I've had a lot of wraps die. You remember my Mini yes. Cooper and all of them? And they, and they turn, turn red. Ru- they turn red and yeah, rusty. Right, especially on the the corners. Yeah, because the 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 dew and all the that's crap sits. Yep, sits on it, and then the sun comes out and bakes it in. Right, and so that stuff should remove that from the the pores of the expel. Well, I uh, I plan on cleaning because I can't wash it for two weeks. So I plan on going to town with this stuff and at least wiping it down tomorrow and and getting it all all ready. So no, it's uh, awesome. It was awesome experience. So uh, picked it up at AEV. So everything was done. I've got uh, BFG 37s. I've got their wheels on it. All painted, um, the most amazing bronze color I've ever seen in paint. In the sun, it has this weird metallic, but it's not metallic flake like sparkles. It's metallic like it metal, looks, like actual like metal. You right? took a, a billet and cut it, and it was maybe like oxidized on the outside, and then you see like the fresh metal on the inside. It looks mm. like the fresh metal on the wheels. It's just really a cool color. Did the uh, the Bilstein uh, eighty one hundred XP? Uh, so I've got the big two point six five piston reservoir shocks on it. Have uh, AEV's um, 2.5 inch lift, which is I think ends up being like a inch and a quarter or something like that on an XR. Mine started as an XR. Oh, I'll answer that question in a second because a lot of people are asking. I've got uh, AEV's bumpers, tire carrier, caddy lights. Baja Design uh, sent me the uh, all the auxiliary lights for it, uh, except for the AEV bumper lights. Everything else is Baja Designs, including the uh, the DOT fogs, which are or the SAE, I guess, Fogs is what they call it. Awesome. Uh, I was up in the mountains in Payson, Arizona, going down to Phoenix last night, and amazing difference than the factory fog. Was it pretty foggy when you were coming no, through? No, no, no. It's just dark. So I have those on there. Got the uh, the, the front skid plate uh, worn Xeon 10S winch. Uh, and then AV did the headrest on the side. I've got their gauge package. So instead of the, the lame font that's on the Jeeps, I've got the SRT font, which matches the 392 vibe with uh, the AV Bison in there. 
Oh, and they painted the inside of the roof black. So it's oh, so because such a difference because that used to be that what white. slightly off white right yeah just white it looks like you're on the inside of an igloo like, like a composite white it's an interesting white that's just white no but it's not it's like a it's like a composite material well now it's black so yeah. now the whole inside the vibes like super sporty oh and then the other thing uh, uh, Lingenfelter did is they used the Expel black ceramic uh, tint so we tinted my front windows to match the back. And Expel has a tint that's black to match OE, so it doesn't have that green or that bluish hue to it. Right. That's, they, they use the XR film, right? Yep. Okay. So we got that on there, too. So, Did they do the windshield? Uh, no. We joked about it, and they asked me, do you want to do the windshield? And I said, why? So I can replace the whole thing when they laughed. Oh, yeah, it's a Jeep windshield. I said, probably not, because it's so vertical. You don't get the heat coming in like they do on, on, mine, on your big yeah, windshield, yeah. right? And while we were there, he was doing an AEV Prospector XL RAM, so basically the same you know, heavy-duty version of your truck. Mm. Watching how they did the film on the inside is Fast, well, they, mind-blowing. Yeah, well, first they, they put on the, on the outside. outside. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, because they have to heat it up and get all the wrinkles out of it. And the whole, it was, the whole thing, dude, I haven't spent time in, like, a film application place in forever. So just watching the process and stuff, I just thought was really, uh, was really cool. So uh, they earned your respect? They they definitely uh, earned uh, earned my respect. So i going to give you a little uh, a little, like, basically background on... My trip because I you asked how many times I filled up for, uh, for I'm, fuel. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what is the uh, most expensive and <clears throat> least expensive you paid for. Uh, okay, because now you have to. Wait. I, I can wait I a minute. Hold on. Are you putting in super? Yeah, you have to. Okay, well, it's not it's not forced induction. No, but so. the engine requires it oh, for 470 know. horses. Okay, I didn't. It's performance. I don't, I don't own a six four. Um, all right, so real quick, a lot of people asked why if I sent it to AV, did I get the XR package, which is the extreme recon, which comes with 35s from the factory. The gross vehicle weight rating on my old JL, my manual 20, mm-hmm. was 5,800 pounds. The new Jeep is 6,250. So you get a beefier frame, you get more payload, you get a, a, a higher gross vehicle weight rating. So the frame is actually different. There's a few differences in the rear suspension geometry, and it's stiffer in a few places. And, okay. and when you drive it, the 392 feels completely different. It just feels stiffer, flatter, everything's more deliberate. Hard to explain, but it's it just feels better. And then the XR, you get... A modification to, um, I believe, the steering, either the motor or the assist, and then also the accumulator for the brakes. The XR has something different. You get the little fender extensions, which people either love or hate. I happen to like them. I think they're kind of cool because it says, I'm an XR. You get the 35s and then the Mopar beadlock ready wheels. And then you also get 456 gears, which is $2,000 to do that anyway. And the XR package is 4000 not having to pop your gears open and worry about warranty or anything like that is great. And then you also get the uh, Mojave JT front axle, so thicker um, axle walls, and then cast iron knuckles instead of aluminum. Uh, so you get a lot of stuff on the XR that you don't necessarily get on the non-XRs. And so to me, it was it was worth it, especially for the gears. The gears were number one, and the speed limit goes from 99 to 110 on the XR. So, and it will go over 110. It's got uh, to, right? Is it electronically limited? Yes. All right, so as far as... Wait a minute. Yes. Not for long. <laughs> you have a well, taser. I have a taser. <laughs> All right, so here's the uh, the stats. So going... I basically never went over 80, except to pass on occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right. cru- cruise control was basically set between 75 and 80 the entire trip, mm-hmm. and except for one tank that had some wind and rain. So I went 2,408 miles and 36 hours on the dot of drive time. It took about 49 hours from when I left Brighton, Michigan, to when I hit Huntington Beach. I started out with 36 miles on the odometer, so literally brand new. So my first 500 miles, I was like 65 and 
like so slow, and it was wow. like, uh, and then I drove around town a little bit too. Do they the... flatbed it from uh, Jeep to AEV, or someone drove it over? Uh, they have a dealer it gets dropped off to on a truck, and then I, I'm sure they drive it over there. Okay, so worst tank was what do you think? Fuel economy? Yeah. Oh, um, w- give me some parameters. Like, were you going uphill? Were you headwind? No, I just like- told you. 75, 80 cruise control. Relatively flat okay. going the southern Relatively, route. Okay, so, uh, worse. 11, 11.8. 11. 11.8. 13.1. Oh, that's not that bad. And then my best? 19.5. No, oh, God, not even close. 15.7. Oh, okay. Tight range. So my average was about 14.3. So I had zero issues with anything. Ran great. Didn't even have like a hard reset on the Uconnect or anything like that that some of the Uconnect <clears throat> 5 people have. Yep. No no issues here. And no, then wait you, a minute. What, you don't have you have Uconnect 5? I have 4. Wait. Which is stable. Wait a minute. How? Why? How did you only well, have 4? Uh because they haven't made the update to the Wranglers yet for the big screens and stuff. So what? I have 4. Huh. All I, right. I would love to have 4. Uh <laughs> 5 is so freaking buggy. So let's see. I I paid in Michigan 5.39 a gallon. Okay. I think that might have been my most expensive one. I logged everything. I think my cheapest was three ninety five a gallon, um, somewhere in the heartland. That would have been in Amarillo, Texas. So that would make sense. Three ninety five nine. Uh, Michigan when I started was four ninety four a gallon, which I was like, dude, for Michigan, that's a lot of cheddar. But yeah, so I, I was only with premium. I was only under four dollars a gallon, like one time, one fill up. Mm-hmm. Everything else was kind of in the low fours for most of the trip. What did they say? Has anyone uh, said good or bad about fuel additives, octane boosters? No, you don't need to do octane boosters. I'm just throwing it out there. No, I, I, don't yeah. put octane boosters in. There's no reason for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then unless you have some sort of ping issue, new cars don't need octane boosters. Unless you have some crazy tune. But even then, the octane boosters where you add in your fuel tank right. are like not really as much as they say and not always good for the engine. Yeah, they do. They can harm the cats, from what I yeah, understand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't. I don't mess around with that stuff. So, and I, if some depending on where I was, premium was either ninety, ninety one, or ninety three. So basically, whatever premium was 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 what I put in it. And again, like no issues. It was awesome. I mean, I spent a ton of time in that thing, and the stereo on it. Oh yeah. So I made Holman uh, turn up the stereo all the way to like uh, thirty out of thirty six. I think is the max thirty six or forty on the stereo as far as volume goes. And I went to Spotify, which I, I, I have mine cranked all the way to the maximum download uh, quality on Spotify, which I know it's streaming. If you guys are audiophiles, I know it's not that good, but it's as, as good as you're going to get on Spotify. Anyway, so I was I was turned on to this artist called Yossi Horikawa. His first name is Y-O-S-I, last name Horikawa, H-O-R-I-K-A-W-A. And there's a bunch of tracks, and they yeah. use them in all the Magnolia stores, yep. like Best Buy. And for, Bubbles is yeah, the Bubbles. one that we played in your TRX. But I wanted you to hear the 392. So it's got the Alpine system, and it's basically a nine-speaker Alpine system. But they don't have tweeters on the dash like they used to for some reason. So there's a company called Terra Acoustic who hit me up on social a, a year and a half ago, maybe last year when they started. And they said, hey, we know you're big in the Jeep community. Would you mind learning about our company, and we will install a set of speakers to just to we're looking for people like you just to tell people honestly what you think. And the guy used to be an audio engineer, and so he uh, essentially designed these new speakers that are literally plug and uh, plug and play. 
give you everything in the box from the trim tool to the screwdriver. Now, and it came with the grill on top as well. The grill is their own grill. Right. And it, ma- saying, yeah. it matches the factory grill exactly. Except it has the tweeter. It's The tweeter pops out about a quarter of an inch, which looks really elegant, I noticed. And it probably gives it a little better dispersion as well. Because that soft tone tweeter, it sits proud a little bit. Staging was really nice. It's It was more forward than I expected. You got a lot of bass from the front of that Jeep. I was really surprised. I thought that I would hear the sub coming from the back, but they've time aligned it really well. So it, it did sound nice for nine speakers. Um, well, now it's 11. Well, now it's 11. Because, right. we, because we added the tweeters. And everything literally plug and play. The, you don't even have the their plug that they give you. They on use the, a factory plug. Plugs right into the factory and there's nothing else you need to do. And I really liked them on my old JL. You know, they gave the, the the original set to me because they wanted me to talk about it. Right. And so I put on social, yeah, I really like these. And a bunch of my friends. So I actually hit them up and bought a second set. So what do they run? Are they like Maybe 200 like, bucks? Yeah, it's 249 for the pair. Okay. But again, they, they come with everything you need to do the install. And so while they were doing Expel... They were working on the hood or something, and I'm like, hey, do you guys mind if I install some stuff? So I put in my like phone mounts, my 67 designs, and my uh, Carolina Metal Master uh, ball mounts, and then I did you know, the, uh, the speakers all while they were working. So I was doing that stuff, and they're like, yeah, yeah, if you need to work on your Jeep, cool. So that way I wasn't sitting around all the time. The thing I like about these is, is again, they have those grills that have a 20-millimeter uh, silk dome tweeter. And so it's, they selected that. They say for uh, optimal high-frequency response and then where it is. And they say- Well, they're sharp but not harsh. They said it's warm presence of frequency above 1.8 kilohertz is what they're aiming for. Uh, So factory finish, UV treated, uh, vinyl injected ABS grills. So they look just like the factory piece. And then ferrofluid cooled voice coils. Uh, That's standard. So, and then plug and play connectors and the machine 6061 aluminum housings. And a polymer rubber uh, surrounds for what they say is precise dome control. So this guy is an audio engineer, and he really designed it. And the and their mid-range driver is their own design. And it's not it's not an Alpine. It's not a whatever. If you look at the reviews, they're awesome. I really liked them. You had a chance to hear I like them. It. I was actually so, really okay. Surprised. So let me ask you this. So yeah, I have toyed with the idea of of upgrading the stereo mm-hmm. more. There's a couple companies out there where you can get like a full redo of everything, new amps and everything. Mm. Would you touch it? No. So for me- Because what do you think the percentage of better you could get? Okay. I don't think uh, percentage of better. Okay. One out of 10, 10 being full studio equipment, basically, right? Macintosh and all that crap. That would be a 10. I say you're around a- Seven and a half ish, and I would probably spend a there. bunch of my, uh, money to get an eight. And you get up into it, you get eight and a half. Yeah, you can get really good for sure. It's just probably but not worth. I it. I think the only thing that I, you could improve on yours mm-hmm. is overall volume because you were almost maxed out. And if you had wheels, or if you had uh, more, um, uh, we were listening to it with parked, right? So I think if the volume was up from road noise and such. But remember, I haven't done the sound deadening yet. Yeah. So sound skins, I know, is so, coming yeah. to the rescue, and which are going to yeah, we're we're have them on, on the show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got their sound deadening probably. Oh, the- dude, I got into a little thing on, with sound skins uh-huh. on, their, on their Facebook, one of their threads. Yeah. And they're like, hey, da, da. they're because I went to their website yeah. doing some research. They're, they're just starting out their social. Yeah, stuff yeah, super, there. super cool. Anyway, and they had it was an ad, and a bunch of people were like, hey, do you have this? And I said, do you have one for the ramp? She's like, no, no ramp. And I go, 
let me tell you about not having RAM. And I'm like, dude, and I dropped some VIO data, like vehicles in operation. Uh, uh. I go, dude, you're missing a big market. And I started linking them to- Just tell them when they're at the show. I will. Okay. I will. No, this is like, I'm sure it's like a social person that's not their, you know, head of sales or anything. And uh, I just thought, dude, you're missing RAM guys. Come on now. Don't do that. You're so disappointed. <laughs> you you were sad that when I found these guys that they had a G product. And I'm like, dude, we should have these guys on the show because they, they have these pre-cut triple material Well, so mostly sound every, everyone's heard of Dynamat. Everyone's yeah, of heard course. of all those brands, yeah. right? And usually it's just the butyl rubber yep. and, and, you're and, cutting and, and, and aluminum. Yeah, That's you're, it. You're ruining scissors and, and blades. And these, so I, so I did, but th- they have a little different. They, yeah, they're almost, CNC almost quite Well, yeah. so that part is rad yeah. for sure because I'm always – Every time I put the yeah. sound vehicle-specific install kits, I always get the butyl rubber on all my fingernails. And your fingernails it's and everywhere, you, and all the edges of the aluminum slice your fingers. And I up. have to do double thickness in many oh, cases. By the way, mine came. Guess what they sent me? What's that? That roller you wanted? Oh, dude, <laughs> it came I in, a, in a bag. Yeah, my fingers were just beat yeah, up yeah, after bet. that. I was using the end of a uh, a rounded like ball mm-hmm. peen hammer, <laughs> literally <laughs> no. just going back and forth and back because I didn't have a roller. Well, I got one now. Well, I'm going to borrow it next time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm excited to have those on. We do a lot of audio talk here. I don't know if that's annoying to you guys no, or what. But they, like, they, think, listen, this is our show. They're here because uh, of If, if they're still here it. after 250 episodes, then they must like what I we I mean, like. listen, whether you listen to Tom Petty or us or whatever. Or whatever good sound like, is good sound. Good sound is good sound. So I've sure. got uh, some hothead headliners on order. I've got the sound skins. So it should drop. I'm, a, I'm, I'm guessing my interior at... 70 by about four decibels or so, which is pretty significant. Sure. So so we'll see what the stereo sounds like after that. But yeah, I mean, overall, super stoked. I mean, you heard the soundtrack coming out the back of that with my uh, my sound cannons, uh, you know, and the symphony of uh, just, uh, I, I don't even know. Like I had- It's a V8 symphony. So I'm driving home today and there's a little Asian lady in a Honda Accord and she's like trying to wave at me and I look at Did her. Did you think you cut her off or what? Yeah, yeah I wasn't sure. Like, what was, And she looks at me and she points to my Jeep and then gives me the thumbs up. <laughs> and I thought she was mad or something. Nope. Like everybody is just like, that, that thing, like my social went off and all the support from you guys who, who listen to the podcast, who k- popped on my social, like, dude, I'm so stoked for you. I appreciate all that because this is like- This is a milestone for Holman. There's no question about that. It, it is. And I'll, I'll read you this post and then we can get off this topic. But I was, I was driving and I thought to myself, I'm like, no, it was. I was talking to David AV, and and Dave has a McLaren, and he Dave has a McLaren. He has a McLaren among of other he things. Does, yes, and he's a connoisseur of of well engineered things. Obviously, if he's the founder who started AV, like engineering is a pretty big deal, right? Because that's that's what they're known for. And so we were talking. I I told him. I said, you know what? I I said this this Jeep is more desirable to me than the Countach and Testarossa posters i had on my wall as a kid and and he was like that you know that's awesome that you would say that you know it's a jeep blah 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 so i, I wrote this post had uh, this is a lot for me 358 likes on it and so this was my post on my instagram i said uh when i was a kid i had the customary lamborghini countach and ferrari testarossa posters on the wall these were my dream cars in quotes, along with the entire generation of teenage boys. If you're somewhere in your very, very late 30s to mid 50s, you grew up in an era where of Miami Vice, Testarossa, and and Cannibal Run, Cannibal Run Lamborghini, and those were outside of things like maybe a Mustang or a Trans Am from Smoking the Bandit or some of those movie cars or Dukes of Hazard. Those were 
the dream cars, right? Eventually, as we got older, it became the Ferrari F40 and things like that. But there was nothing. It was like, you know, the greatest rivalry of all time growing up. Like, are you, were you a Testarossa guy or a Lamborghini right. guy, right? right. Yep, yep, we, yep. We, all, we all had the posters. So I said, uh, you know, these were my dream cars along with an entire generation of teenage boys. These were the cars that we aspired to own, the cool cars, the rad cars, the cars that said we arrived before we arrived. At least that's how we imagined it, right? I think we imagined people hearing the engine before they saw us driving up in our Testarossa, right? yeah. I said they re- represented mechanical sex appeal before many of us even knew what sex was. But we didn't even need to know. What was important is that they were loud, they were fast, and they were red. Well, today I finally took delivery of my adult dream car, in quotes. It's fast, it's sexy, and it's definitely red. And by the way, this thing in the sun is it's red. freaking, it's red. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's not blinding. fire engine red. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's red. red. Um, I said it goes 0 to 60. It covers a quarter mile quicker than the dream cars ever did, which is true. I, oh, looked, I looked up the numbers. By a lot, by the way. And the 392 is faster than the Testarossa or the Lamborghini of the era where we thought that was like the fast car, right? And it has the added versatility of being able to tackle the Rubicon Trail between streetlight sprints. It also bellows out a soundtrack that rivals anything off an assembly line today. Factory exhaust for factory exhaust, that has to be in the top five of any vehicle on the road. I, agree or disagree? No, I agree with that, and, and that's coming from a guy that's pretty proud of his exhaust right now. Sure. I think your exhaust is- Factory. An, factory. Not what's available in factory. Africa, but factory, that thing is- It's impressive. It's, it's pretty it amazing. It sounds like something you'd spend- Thousands of dollars for. 15, 1800 bucks on. A hundred percent. Uh, I said the uh, the first time I drove one of these, I knew that peak Jeep as we know it, ha- it had been achieved. I had to have one and regret for the rest of my life that I had the chance before the production of the V8 winds down and didn't want to miss out. We've talked about it on the show. Yep. We're in the golden the era. The end of an era. And I put, I put my money where my mouth was, and I did it. And part of it was this show, talking about it. Part of it was our listeners DMing me, going, dude, you're going to do it? You're going to do it? And part of it was Jackson Ellis, basically saying, right? right? Like, well, you made it possible. <laughs> right. He definitely was a big part of it and kind of put the uh, the thought in my mind. And by the way, it's Ellis, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, all the brands. Yep. In uh, Glendale, California. Right. I said, uh, I had to have one to regret for the rest of my life that I ha- that I then, uh, or I had then uh, the, the chance before production of V8 winds down. I've missed out on owning a lot of cool vehicles over the year. And we linked about stuff we've talked on the show. Square body lightnings or... Viper Rams or, you know, on and on, right? There's, there's so many opportunities that we, I could have bought something and I didn't. I said, I've missed out on owning a lot of cool new vehicles over the years, but I sure as hell wasn't going to miss this one. Today, I took delivery of my dream car. So thank you, Jeep, Jackson Ellis, Glendale, DCJ, AEV, everyone else who made it possible. Uh, there's people who are listening to the show who have uh, helped me and been instrumental one of our friends uh, gave me a little spiff because I sent him some business, and I used that toward my down payment. He knows who he is. I'm not going to out him on the show, but just want to say thank you to everybody who made this possible and talked me into it instead of talking me out of it. And even my wife was like, yeah, do it. You do it. Called Quinn Poltz at you know seventy four Wells. Do, do it. He called Brit. By, by the way, Brit American Venture Lab. Who bought his three ninety two? You do it. Those two last names that you yeah. just mentioned. They almost insulted. They were almost angry that you asked. Yeah, because they were both like <laughs> you knew you I, what our answers were going to be when you called <laughs> yeah. us. I'm like, well, that's why I called you because I didn't want to hear no. Yeah. Dude, super impressed. I still can't believe it happened. I can't believe I own the keys of the thing sitting out there and uh, super impressive. Wow. 
Congrats. Just, just amazing. So. Congratulations. Anyway, there it is. Yeah, that's cool. I'm happy for you. I, I mean, it's, I can feel it sitting across the table from you. And uh, oh, that that wasn't that was something else. Oh, that was a rumble from between your legs. That. No, that was that. <laughs> oh no, 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 that was I. I just remote started a minute ago. Just tear it <laughs> <laughs> through the walls of this building. All right. Well, uh, enough about my amazing week. How about we uh, talk about uh, some of the amazingness happening in the industry this week? Oh, there's a lot. What's, What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That was good. That yeah, was all right. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm surprised you had it in you after all those miles. Uh, I, I almost don't. You have uh, some I, I, news I got that, some audio, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so we're going to get to some Ford news. I think that's uh, that Ford almost broke the we'll internet. Get there. We'll get there yeah, in a minute. So what I want to say is um, Holman and I were talking about Nikola and uh, the semis in Jordan. Mulbarrow, our friend, uh, update from uh, Daytona Truck Meet, now Florida, Florida Truck, Truck Meet. Meet. Yep. Florida Truck He called in and said, hey, I saw Nikola on the road. And by the way, one of our listeners let me know that there is a... Uh, Whole bunch of Nikolas at a, a Quinn Caterpillar dealership off the 605 freeway. And sure enough, there they are, a bunch of Nikolas sitting right there. So Nikola's still in, in business. And anyway, so- Well, their, their heavy-duty semi-business is in business. Right. Okay, so- off air, I cut with, this out with, with new, uh, with with completely different management. Sorry, so I got to say this. So I cut this out of last show. You guys didn't hear this. I said to Holman, I go, hey, I think they're still making the Badger. And he goes, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I go, no, I, I heard Dave Sparks of Diesel Brothers, who was involved in that program. Um, he was giving some advisement to Nikola and to Trevor Milton, the CEO, and. And an accused like, felon, right? Accused felon or convicted yeah. felon? I think that happened already, so yeah. I don't know what the outcome was. We're yeah, so we should do. Some he was sentenced in uh, December, I believe. Gotcha. I said, hey, they're still making. It. He's like, ah, you need to do your research. So I went and found a podcast. So so I checked out the uh, Roman Atwood podcast, and Roman Atwood is a guy who uh, one of the early pranksters on YouTube, massive massive following. He doesn't really do the pranks anymore, but he's got a really successful podcast. So he's interviewed uh, Dave Sparks here, Whistling Diesel, a bunch of really big YouTubers. It's funny because our entire thing of emails today has to do with podcasts and a bunch of the people you just mentioned. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. just randomly. I mean, just... it's hard not to because these guys are all the biggest YouTubers and they're podcasters as well. But So Roman is actually a really good dude, and I did not follow him much before this, and I've since watched, just after watching- Why don't we have one, him on our podcast? We really should. I think he should might, reach out. Too. Do yeah. it. So anyway, I want to pl- play a clip here of Dave Sparks- in with Roman Atwood, uh, just talking about his involvement um, with the Badger, and is it actually going to happen? The reason why I tell the story is because, meanwhile, in the background, while all this garbage has been happening and the company's been getting just absolutely hammered, um, I've been working very closely with the Nikola team and with a bunch of different people to keep that program alive because there's two Badger pickup trucks that we promised that would be ready to show. They're prototypes, and they're not production trucks, but they... They look like production trucks. Um, they're done sitting there, ready to go, ready to be announced, and that program's ready to be pushed out there. Which I have a picture of on my phone from back then. Yep. That, so that is factual. They were they were built. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't tell you exactly what's happening, but I can tell you that the Badger program is not dead. There could be something coming as soon as within the next few weeks, um, talking about the future of what will become of that, hmm. uh, whether it's the prototypes or a full company. Um, I can't I can't say that until the, the you know we make the foreign press announcement or press release, but 
the reason I tell you this, cause there's a lot of people watching this that know me, yeah. um, that think that I just went quiet on it and just was like, Oh, well I made my money and I'm, and I'm going to step away now. I didn't make any money. I haven't made a single penny and it's cost me a lot of money. It's cost me my reputation. A lot of time. Ways. A lot of time mm -hmm. and a lot of just brain damage from people thinking that the, the scam report that was written about Trevor, which I, again, was already kind of very skewed because they were making a bunch of money off of making them look bad. I was kind of tied to that in some ways to people thinking that I made a bunch of money and then walked away. That's not what happened. Mm. I've been working behind the scenes and there's, there could be a very large transaction that happens very soon where what I promised and what I talked about trying to bring to the market might come to light. So... You heard it right there from Dave Sparks, Badger, not dead. We don't know in okay, what capacity. So, so that's different than kind of what you told me. I don't think it's going to be Nikola at all. I have. I think so. What, what he's think alluding gonna, to is they're going to spin Badger off. They're go, no. I think he's going to buy the intellectual property from Nikola and start a new company. And you do think it. That's Dave what that Sparks has like. that kind of cashish? I don't think it's going to be that expensive for them to buy. It'll be expensive oh. to make it. But if he buys all the IP and gets an investor behind it, or if there's an upstart electric company that already is building vehicles that can do it. I, I know those prototypes exist because I have seen them, but Nikola got out of that. Their investors want nothing to do with it. They're focusing on the heavy-duty market. So my guess, my uneducated guess, is, or somewhat educated guess, is that Badger will be its own thing. Now, Trevor promised a lot, but Trevor also got trouble for promising a lot. Dave obviously is concerned about his reputation and wants to come through. My guess is he takes it and takes the IP and, and does something else with it. I hope it's not like some Chinese upstart company or something like that that helps him build it and he's got a build partner. I, I mean, there's a million ways this could go. We'll sure. see. It'll, it'll be well. It'll be interesting. By the way, that was recorded about two weeks-ish, three weeks ago. By the time you hear this. And so we might be hearing something about the Badger when you're hearing this podcast. I don't know. I, I would be interested because Holman and I were really interested in that design. Like I thought- No, it was great. We, we, we and talked tr about Trevor like, talked about all the different like innovations that they were going to have looked in like it. But it looked like a truck we'd want to own. Yeah, it looked, it looked like a better Rivian. To be honest, yeah. that's kind of what it looked like. Now, you know, where he's he, obviously he's cr close to Trevor and talked about Hindenburg Research, which brought him down. Uh, Trevor was found guilty of securities fraud and wire fraud. So he was found guilty. It's kind of hard to say, oh, he was a great guy. I don't know why this, you know, yes, Hindenburg was a short seller. Yes, they wanted to make him look bad to make money. But there was a lot of factual stuff. Yeah, in they that uncovered report. a lot of truths. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean, it's, I get that he's trying to, uh, you know, run interference or air cover for his friend and he's trying to save his reputation because publicly he can't diss him if he's in the process of doing this. But at the same time, it's, you know, how close do you want to be if he's sort of like, you know, toxic or, or radioactive? You don't necessarily, you know, um, Will they call it the Badger? Will it be like the Badger? Will it be the same thing? Will those we don't know. Will those, yeah. Will those know. trucks just be finished for show? You know, like well, that would suck. I mean, like, oh, hey, it's they, you're right. They exist for the two that are here, right? Well, I mean, I mean, that's dumb. So who knows? We we'll sell them at auction or something. Oh, uh, we made them look. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I I think there's a lot to uncover. Hey, hope hopefully it it, it works. Um, but I'd like to see them come to fruition. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be a Nikola. Right. I am I, 99% sure it's not going to be a Nikola. So if they sold it off, I wonder who would, because Rivian's not going to touch it. Lordstown is done, right? Correct. Uh, or is Lordstown not done? I, I No, they're, well, so, I mean, they're who, not. Who, they, they had some I, I problems, guess the question but, is, who's the suitor? Who's the proper well, that's suitor? That's what I'm saying that? is there's like yeah. 100 Chinese upstart companies 
that are trying to break into the American market. But if you could buy a ready designed vehicle to start from that was already appealing, that would be a great foot in the door if your uh, overseas company wanted to come in. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right move because of how American the truck was and, and that was pushed. So Ford's not going to be a suitor. Nissan's not going to be a suitor. GM's not going to be a suitor. GM not Toyota. GM owns Nikola, you know, or right. had stock in Nikola and put, it put executives in yeah. and they let it go. So they're not going to start. I mean. So is it going to be its own company, its own upstart? Um, he, he may be right. There may be some cool news coming, but I don't. It's not going to be. Uh, the only part of that news that I could see coming is that Nikola has sold the rights or the IP to whatever investment group you know he puts together, and then they're going to do what they're going to do with it. Gotcha. We'll see. All right. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? No, no way. Mm, nope. The 2023 Ford Super Duty uh, engine horsepower has been announced. Oh yes, it has. I uh, posted something up couple days ago when that broke and boy did it go viral all right so uh super duty today offers two engines the 7.3 liter godzilla v8 gas push rod 430 485 best in class that is unchanged power level and then the the current 6.7 liter power stroke v8 turbo diesel is at 475 1050 that is not changed we did mention that ford has a uh, babyzilla a 6.8 liter V8 gas engine. And there's like a de-stroked Godzilla. 405, 445. Right. Which is which, which is pretty interesting. But which no one can figure out why they're doing it. Like that has been the yeah. topic for the last week. Why are they doing this? I can't yeah. figure out why they do it. By the way, as a side note here, mm-hmm. did you know that if you want to buy a gas-powered, um, a gas-powered A-class motorhome, mm-hmm. the only option is the Ford... 7.3 Godzilla with mm-hmm. the F53 chassis. Mm-hmm. Is it just wild? Every single gas RV on the road it is Ford. Is Ford. Mm-hmm. There's it not mean, really it used a better to be GM and they're gone. Well, yeah, but right. Ford had the V10, which was the darling of that motorhome forever. Right. And now the 7.3. Nobody has a comparable engine. No, the 8.1's long gone. That's the last big I, I, block it, it that. Made, but Ford makes GMA. the chassis, the engine, all of it. Yeah, so, and it's just, so it's wild. I, I just, name no competition. I was to say, name one other uh, company that has uh, the right componentry to enter that market. There aren't any. No, not in gas. Right. And then here's the big news. The big news is a new high output 6.7 liter power stroke. Right. With freaking unbelievably insane numbers. 500 horsepower and 1,200 pound-feet of torque. 500 horsepower and 1,200 pound-feet of torque Yeah. from the factory... Full warranty. That's crazy. That's a $12,495 option from what I understand. That's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. A lot, lot of, of cheddar. cheddar. All right. So towing, in case anybody's curious, uh, for example, F-250 4x2 regular cab with a 6.7 high output. Yes, you can get an F-250 4x2 regular cab high output. 23,000 pounds gooseneck. That's not even close to what the, the big boy is. Hold on. I know. F-350, dual <laughs> rear wheel, 4x2, regular cab, 6.7, high output, max tow package. Uh-huh. 38,000 pounds. Keep going. <laughs> By the way, this truck is the weirdest truck and be, because before it was a – you couldn't get the consumer version in this, in this model and now, now you, you can. can. F-450 – by the way, have you seen a picture of it? It, it looks, just it just looks like it's a menacing. It, it's just it's so fat and yeah. squatty and big at shoulders and F four fifty regular cab six seven high output diesel max tow package with the uh, a max towing with I think gooseneck. This is yeah. These are all gooseneck numbers. Uh, yeah, 
40,000 pounds. <laughs> that is literally half a semi. Yeah. Which I don't understand how that's even legal or possible, but there you have it. 40,000 pounds. That is a lot of truck. Now, fifth wheel towing with the same F450 but dual rear wheel, uh, 35,000 pounds. And then conventional towing breaks down uh, this way. F350 dual rear wheel, 4x4 regular cab, 7.3 gas, 22,000 pounds. F350 single rear wheel, crew cab, 6.7 liter HO diesel, 25,000 pounds. This is conventional, people. Yeah. This is the hitch on the uh, back and, of the truck. And by the way, the next one is my favorite. F-350 dual rear wheel, 4x4 crew cab, 6.7, high output, which is probably going to be the bread and butter. Yep. 28,000 pounds. Then uh, F-450 crew cab, 6 liter high output, 30,000 pounds. And then on a, this is amazing. F-350 dual rear wheel, regular cab, 4x2 XL trim. So basically the lightest truck you can get with the heavy duty payload package and gas. Yeah. 8,000 pounds of payload. <laughs> so the uh, the heavy-duty payload package will be uh, the 68F checkbox, and uh, it'll be optional on XL, F350, regular cab. You will, will not be able to get it on a 4x4. Uh, it requires the gas engine, the 6.8, with a 373 non-limited slip final drive ratio, uh, single rear only, or the 6.8-liter gas engine with a 430 limited slip, on a dual rear wheel, it includes the 17-inch uh, forged polished aluminum wheels. The inner ones are also aluminum, and uh, the package increases payload by reducing curb weight. So it should be about a 6,000-pound truck when you're looking at a uh, what 14,000-pound gross vehicle weight rating, right? Because right. otherwise you class up if you go above that. So I like uh, crazy. Sean Smaldridge left a comment. Uh, I posted this something on Banks uh, earlier in the week about this, and he wrote... I won't be satisfied until I can tow the DOT maximum of 80,000 pounds with my pickup. I mean... It's, I don't think it'll ever go that far. I mean, it's but just... But it's damn gonna, it's gonna get... I mean, they're halfway there. 40,000 pounds. With, you don't have to have a CDL, but, dude. Yeah, you do. Absol- absolutely, you, do? you have to have a CDL. Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, yeah. What's the, what's the gross vehicle weight for CDL? It's not the gross vehicle rate, it's gross combined weight rating. Gross combined, sorry. Yeah, so I don't know. I think in California it's like 12,000 pounds or something like that. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah, it's like super low. Okay. No, you're buying this truck, and I think- You're buying the truck for work. Let me, no, but that's not my point. Well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. My point is that I believe that when you're over a certain gross combined weight rating, not a gross combined weight towing- so let's say you have that truck and you hook up a 5,000-pound trailer. If you are still on a gross combined weight rating truck of 40,000 pounds, you need a CDL yeah. regardless of the trailer weight you're, you're towing. Oh, even if you're empty? No, not if you're empty, but if okay. you're towing anything. Okay. So you could drive it empty all, all you want. You're fine. But the minute you hook a trailer up to it in certain states, I believe California's like that, and you guys who are CDL drivers, commercial drivers, like someone's listening yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, going, "God damn, that'll yeah, that'll yeah. squat." Okay, all right, write us truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Listen, it's been a while since I've uh, when I was at Diesel Power Magazine, we wrote a story on this whole thing, so I had to learn all about it. I don't remember what all the numbers are necessarily, but if you know, and they change by the way, yeah, yeah it, and it's changes by state and, and whatever. If you know. Truckshowpodcast uh, at gmail.com or hit us up on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, and, and let us know. But if you buy one of those trucks and you just hook a trailer up to it, your your 7,500-pound travel trailer because you want to have more than enough truck, you may find out that uh, you need a 
Actually, I think that's that might not be true because if it's a consumer travel trailer, it doesn't count. So if you just hook up your flatbed car hauler or something like that, you may be in CDL territory. Interesting. I believe. I, I, love, I might be wrong. I love having. The, I love the guy that's got way, way too much truck for his travel trailer. You know, his toy hauler. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you have way too much truck. I, I have do, way uh, too yeah. much Jeep. Like yeah. whatever. Like that's just that's part of it. There's gonna be uh, our listeners out there that have this truck. <sighs> so um, yeah, well, uh, let, I, I mean, slow clap for Ford. Yeah. And I think uh, pricing is out. I think you can go build oh, price really? on. The uh, Ford. Oh uh, yeah, 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 that's right. They started that. Yeah. I think um, the day before. Um, well, the point is, by the time you hear this, it should be up there. So, go figure out w- how many thousands upon thousands of Benjamins. Um, I okay. Now, now what you say is coming back to me here. Um, someone priced one fully optioned out at like a hundred and four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not crazy. No, it's not as crazy as it could be. Not like an Escalade. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? No, 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 no. Nope. I did not. Uh, the guys over at uh, 6th Gen Rams uh, have posted some spy photos of the uh, hotly anticipated Ram EV truck. Interesting. Looks like it has a Grand Wagoneer rear suspension, independent. Um, hey, can I interrupt the story for, for a second here? Sure. Why, okay. why ask? No, because it's Ram related, okay. and so we know... Chevrolet, GMC, are making no changes really for 23, right? It's not till 24 that their upgrade comes out for their, their engine, right? And I thought we, we were kind of disappointed by that announcement a little bit. Then here comes Ford, slaughters it with 1,200 pound-feet of torque. Mm-hmm. Ram has not announced their 23 yet, nor their 24. Are they going to come and try and one-up the way that Ram has been known to do lately with their HD? And their high output package? Are they going to come and say, no, I, we I, see your 1,200 pound feet of torque and raise you at 1250? No. Pro- I, uh, I mean. Are they going to go say, yeah, we've got an F or we've got our uh, 6,500 series, whatever the hell it is. They're, they're medium duty. It's going to tow 41,000 pounds. Uh, I mean, maybe. It's interesting guys. we're all talking about Ford right now, but Ram is just sitting back. They're, they've, they haven't made their announcement yet for their 23s. We'll see. Or 24s. All I know is we'll see. I mean, it, uh, the the truck wars have gotten to the point of, of like, absolute... Absurdity? Absurdity. The point is you get to a point where you have to carry insurance and commercial driver's licenses and all that to operate these things. I, I'm guessing that Ford, who loves more than any other company of having those best-in-class claims, they live for it, probably figured out that, you know, they're going to own it for a while. I think Ram and Chevy... Chevy or GM has looked at it for a long time as, yeah, we don't need to play the best game because we're going to focus on the you know the 80% of the market. Ford's focusing on the fringe. There can't be more than 5% of you know truck buyers that care about that level of capability or use that right. level of capability. Right. So, yeah, it's great for a headline. It's great to get you know chuckleheads on podcasts talking about these great numbers. But the reality is hey, how dare you? most trucks aren't going to be equipped with that level. And most trucks are going to be, at least in our world, are going to be F-250 or 350 crew cab 4x4s, right? Whether it's gas or, or diesel, you'll, you'll pick the one. So does it matter if Ram comes out tomorrow and says we have 1201? No, no, of course I mean, not. Listen, the point, the point is that all this craziness is, like, okay, look at Raptor, Raptor R, 700 horsepower. They're not even trumping Ram's claim of 702. Like for right. the margin of error is such that they could have <laughs> lied and called it they, 703, of they could, yeah. and they didn't. Right. So, 
is that, that, that is it dying was, off because the leapfrogging's getting no, to a point? No, no, that one was just a weird, weird one for like PR. I don't know why. We still don't know why they chose to do that. They could have said seven hundred three, and and it would have been we did it right. Why they why they chose and, to? And the Hemi's going away. We know that engine's going away, and Ford's going to be by themselves with a V eight in the Mustang, and by themselves with a V eight. Well, I don't know about Camaro, but uh, you know um, the Hemi's gone in the Charger Challenger, so that's done. They're going to be on their own in the uh, super trucks with V8. So, do, do they? Maybe I that's the. Yeah, I, mm, I know where you're going with this. Anyway, I it just it's one of those things where you're like, uh, all right, well, we'll see. All right, uh, did you hear? No. Nope. So as we know, uh, in Florida, there's a lot of EVs that are catching fire after uh, seawater had entered the uh, battery packs. Is that true? Have you not been paying attention no. to the news? No. Yeah, after the hurricane came, there were the only EVs. one. Only thing that I saw was the yellow McLaren that everyone talked about. No, some McLaren a got a ton of buried. Teslas and EVs that really? caught fire. There's people who had their house survive the hurricane and then it burned down because seawater got in their EV oh battery pack. Oh my god! Caused corrosion and then shorted and then fires and so it got so bad down there that the fire department is like, listen, park these things outside away from buildings and and beware. Like if seawater gets in your battery pack and these things are supposed to be sealed, well. Interesting. Um, nearly all of the new Hummer EV trucks and the Bright Drop EV 600 van, which is the delivery van, basically uh, also on that Ultium platform, uh, have been uh, recalled for guess what? Improperly sealed batteries. Oh crap! Now wait a minute. Speaking of this, did you see the Rivian? Um, I just saw Rivian like promo reel or somewhere on YouTube where they were taking them all the way past the door line mm-hmm. and going through a an actual swimming pool somewhere. So the, mar- the, the they're designed. Listen, the way you design it's different than how it gets manufactured. I think there's a lot of vehicles that are designed where water isn't going to be a problem, and and but for whatever reason, either it got too high, got in some vent hoses or whatever. But it's definitely a, an issue with EVs, uh, as shown during the hurricane that recently hit Florida. According to uh, GM's press release, that they're aware of three confirmed reports of a, this condition causing water to enter the pack. It says in uh, two of the cases, the vehicle would not start. In the third case, vehicle propulsion was lost while driving. No fires, apparently, but uh, I think you know this warrants some cons- concern on their part. I think that now that consumers are starting to realize that EVs might not be all they're cracked up to be, and that there's some definite how downsides. Dare, how dare you say that? Uh, that uh, That's blasphemous. Nope, that's the truth. <laughs> uh, listen, again, we've said it before. We love vehicles, whether they're EV or not, but we're not going to be EV homers. We're going we're gonna to report stuff that's, uh, that's not great as well as the stuff that's, that's cool. You'll hear me, I'm sure, in the future driving EV trucks some more and talking to you about what I love about them and, and what I don't. And uh, We don't love them uh, blowing up. No, exploding, no. catching fire, and, bad and light, and uh, burning our house to the ground. Uh, Especially hey, after a uh, hurricane, a flood. Yeah. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No, no. So the GMC Sierra EV Denali Edition one already sold out. Are you kidding me? Uh, within, we just wait, wait, stop. We just announced that two episodes ago. It's like within minutes of uh, the reservations going. Well, how many do they put up for sale? Twelve. Yeah, no, but the reservations were only a hundred bucks each. So I'm sure you know it's whatever. People are like, oh, I'll give a hundred bucks for this. Yeah. You mean like me? <coughs> uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was just. I'm on the. I'm, 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 I'm aboard the hype train. Yes, you are. Uh, hey, lighting. Did you hear? No. No. I think we talked about the last episode of the Eco Diesel recall. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, it's a uh, sixty thousand Ram and Jeep vehicles for the uh, Bosch CP four point two 
high pressure pump failing right. and sending shrapnel down into the engine. Which I don't is, think we talked about the number last time. No, we didn't. And I don't think, I don't even think we got as specific as saying it was CP4. I think that we yeah, so, mentioned it was a fueling issue. Right. So, And then I talked about the fact that it was when the low pressure fuel pump has an issue and sends air up the line the CP4 can't lubricate itself in grenades. So my understanding is any EcoDiesel built since May of uh, 22 is good to go, and I believe the CP4 was replaced with the CP3. And so the CP4s are out. Because they're like SNS Diesel and a bunch of companies, not a bunch, there's like three or four that I'm aware of that have CP3 conversions that get you out of the CP4. Because mm-hmm. guys with Ram trucks, brand new Rams, they they hate them. They don't yeah. want to be caught. It's kind of like the uh, the the grid heater bolt failure yep. that everyone's freaking out about right now. So what's the and, difference between the CP three and four? Uh, we should get Andrew Stouffer, who owns SNS Diesel. He is a former Bosch engineer. Oh, so if there's yep. anyone that's going to understand it, uh, he will. Uh, well, I, I think we understand it, but we need somebody to explain it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. That's what so we'll get it for. So here you go. So the uh, basically it's uh, any eco diesel built between May of 2019 and uh, May of 22. So anything since May of 22 has the new pump. Uh, so the description is that a pump failure may introduce uh, debris into the fuel system. Of course, that's uh, part of the problem of uh, sending shrapnel down your high pressure fuel rail system. I believe somebody on one of the Jeep forums had that failure. Saw uh, was able to get the parts, and the parts are way out, like months. Yes, and I want to say that he posted that his bill was twelve thousand dollars. That sounds about something right. about that. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. So I personally have seen at least half a dozen guys on the Jeep Eco Diesel Group yeah. have similar issues. Yep, and the Ram guys as well. So the affected ones were. Uh, oh, dude, you and I know a guy that that happened to. Holy crap. Um, one of our one of our YouTubers, the dude that oh I can't remember his name. It'll come to me in a minute. Okay. Had a Ram fifteen hundred Eco Diesel mm-hmm. with the um, overlanding. It was all black. It was all murdered out. So he's coming back from an event mm-hmm. from Palm Springs or somewhere, and he's on over by the windmills, and his truck conks out. His girlfriend's freaking out. They're side of the road. I let him use my Jan's towing account to go flatbed him from Palm Springs all the way back to our shop. So we could help him out. It wasn't anything we could help out with, and he ended up having it to tow it up to Jackson's place of all, up to uh, Glendale Do- uh, Glendale Ram, and it was a fueling issue. It was really early on before anyone knew that this was a problem. Well, so funny you should say that, it, because if you have spent money, you can call them or, or put in a claim to get reimbursed. So if this has happened to you now that they know there's an issue and you spent your own money out of pocket, twenty to twenty-two Ram fifteen hundreds. There's thirty thousand. 31,794 units between May 29th, 2019 and January 21st of 22. Uh, 21 and 22 Gladiators, 7,375 units built between June 4, 2020 and May 13, 2022. And 21,244 Jeep Wranglers built between August of uh, 20, uh, August 2019 and November 2nd, 2021. So just to give you guys an idea of the uh, of the date range, that's a, that's a lot of units. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway uh, FCA says owners may... Notice a fuel leak from the high-pressure fuel pump or noise. That's going to be your uh, your indicator. And there could be a malfunction indicator lamp or a service electronic throttle control indicator that pops up. Dude, this so, is crazy. Because those happen. A lot of the 6.7s have CP4s on them. The big diesels. Well, this is specific to the 3 Eco that, diesel. I get it. They, I might, get it. they might be a different design on that or use different components. 
Uh, says the uh, company is aware of 22 customer service records, 205 warranty claims, and 33 field reports related to the problem. So anyway, if you're looking to go to uh, the dealer or you want to contact FCA, uh, their customer care line is 1-800-853-1403. The recall f- uh, number for the campaign is Z96. And the NHTSA campaign is a 22V-767. So so as we discussed before, the, the EcoDiesel is going away and Wrangler Ram 1500, but the uh, Gladiator will keep it for the... Uh, foreseeable future, so we'll see what happens. But uh, normally, we don't talk about too many recalls on here unless it's something really kind of interesting. This, I think, is definitely right in the heart of our listenership, so we just want you guys to be uh, aware of it. And with the I know for a fact that we have quite a few eco-diesel Jeep owners and Ram owners because I have uh, hooked them up with Derringer tuners. Did you hook them up with uh, fuel pumps? I didn't have to, hey, luckily. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No. The uh, Toyota Tundra gets a TRD lift kit that uh, isn't compatible with any TRD model. Say what? What? The uh, 2022 newer Tundra pickup is now available with a factory-installed warranty-covered lift on most trims. Until now, any sort of uh, aftermarket lift modification was not guaranteed to work with the newer Tundras that were equipped with the uh, SafetySense Active Safety Technology. So now Toyota is taking care of this by offering its own TRD-engineered dealer-installed lift mod for uh, all the new 22-23 Toyota Tundras, which is TSS-compatible like it did last year with the Tacoma, but there is a catch. Just like the uh, Tacoma midsize kit that was made available last year, the new Tundra kit comes with red TRD-tuned coil springs, Bilstein monotube shocks, which feature a digressive piston for improved low-speed body control and high-speed stability. There's uh, stronger... Forged upper control arms, uh, they're sourced from Roush Performance. You get taller coil springs, new lower knuckles, stabilizer links, outer tie rods and sleeves, bump stops and extended uh, drive shafts in the front with rear spring spacers and extended brake flex hoses. And That's a full kit. I mean, that's a that's a pretty nice kit. So the result is a three-inch lift from the front, two inches in the back. Mm-hmm. Approach angle increases from 21 to 26 degrees. Uh, oh, that's pretty significant. Looks improve uh, 100%. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, departure angle increases from 24 to 25, and there's a 2.6 increase in uh, ground clearance, depending on the powertrain and bed configuration and all that uh, from the frame. This is the uh, the catch. Mm-hmm. While it's called the- It's uh, $30,000. Nope. While it's oh. called the Toyota Racing Development Lift, it won't work on the TRD Pros because those what? already have their own 1.1-inch off-road lift and- uh, the uh, Fox shocks, uh-huh. and it won't work with a TRD Sport, which lowers the suspension by 0.5. So as long as you're not a TRD Sport or a TRD Pro, your Tundra could look as good as this one in uh, Toyota's press releases. You also will not be able to stack the lift with Tundra's available adaptive variable suspension system or the air suspension, so you're out on that as well. So uh, the lift kit will be available in 2022 newer Tundra iForce, iForce Max 4x4s. Can I guess? Sporting either bed length, 5.5 five, or 6.5. Uh, so that should be uh, SR, SR5, Limited, Platinum, 1794, and uh, capstone trims. And uh, the lift is covered by the same three-year, 36,000-mile warranty as other TRD accessories if ordered with the truck at the time of sale. Otherwise, it's only uh, 12 months if you add it later. Uh, Toyota says it's dealer install only, likely to ensure it actually does work with the Toyota Safety Sense package. Uh, so you won't be able to get it and have it installed at your local uh, off-road shop or anything like that. Got to be done at Toyota. Uh, Toyota's marketing the kit at an MSRP of sixty-five hundred bucks. A very reasonable three thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Really? Is... But it doesn't include the cost of installation. So oh. figure a grand for that or okay. a little bit yeah, more yeah. probably. 
So anyway, uh, cool to see Toyota doing it. I think the truck looks absolutely fantastic lifted. Um, last year at SEMA, they had a lifted uh, Tundra in the lobby that that looked freaking great. So uh, definitely that big old grill needs some tire under it. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I didn't. I uh, think. SEMA is next week. <laughs> and uh, Nissan has worked with. Are you going to be able to get any sleep between uh, now and then? Uh, one night, maybe. Yeah, so uh, when you're hearing this, uh, I'm already at SEMA. I went early. I went two days early. I'm going to have got some meetings lined up, and I'm uh, I'm actually really excited about this here. I I'm excited that you not. and I aren't going to be doing burn down. Because uh, last I will year- be. Have you seen my schedule? La- I will be doing burn down. Okay. Won't be with the last year, we were at absolute max. We were, our, 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 we were pinned. I'm, I'm barreling over much. this year really? on my gearing. Can I tell the story, Lightning? Go ahead. <sighs> All right, our friends at Nissan have worked with uh, Forsberg Racing, which is owned and managed by a professional driver and three-time Formula Drift champ, Chris Forsberg. Yes. And uh, he built this uh, stellar-looking Frontier. Wow. It's awesome. And it does not have a V6 in it. Nissan uh, yanked out the 5.6 out of the Titan, shoved it in a new Frontier. Nice. And then put suspension on it for uh, running off in Baja. So... Uh, Catback exhaust and custom Nismo off-road cold air intake. The Titan also uh, loaned its uh, uh, wide track suspension. Obviously, they share a, a platform, so there's some the, not, Titan swaps are a big thing in the uh, you know Frontier community, Xterra's things like that, where you do a V8 and and the suspension. Custom suspension parts include uh, rear leaf springs, of course, the uh, Bilstein Nismo. Uh, Reservoir shocks, yes. front and rear. Yes. Uh, coilovers in the front. Yes. And, of course, uh, the truck uh, gets a wide-body kit to cover it. I think it looks freaking right. Nice. How do you feel about it, Emmy? Yeah, buddy. Carbon fiber front fender, bedside, and hood. Yeah, uh, no. buddy. Looks like a uh, Liberty Walk uh, kit put on a Frontier. Yeah, buddy. Uh, other off-road goodies include uh, a winch from Warren. Hashtag yeah, buddy. It looks like uh, Nismo's LED lighting. Yeah, buddy. Spare wheel and ter- uh, tire carrier in the bed, a roof rack, a really cool livery. It's Hold a, on, I'm going yeah, back to eating your meat. White with uh, bronze uh, wheels with splashes of red on it. You must be out of your mind. No, I'm not out of my mind. This is one <laughs> cool-looking truck. And, of course, you get uh, bronze off-road wheels and mud terrain tires. Dude, it's pretty badass looking. Like, I want to go. I'm hoping Dan Pass is listening and wants to let me go drive this. Oh, that is nice. It really takes the that is uh, nice. It really takes like the Frontier design to the it, next level. I like the graphics are kind of throwback-ish a little bit. I love them. Kind of a, a throwback to like a tear graphic. I love them. Yeah, that's that's a nice piece. They did a really nice. I, I, we get we need to see this in person. Uh, we will see it next week. So, yes. Uh, good. 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 My goal is to get down there so that we can uh, do a, a interview with uh, with our friends at Nissan and yep. hopefully. Uh, it, Crawl all around the truck. I'm going to walk into the uh, Nissan booth and say, Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. Uh, why would you say that, <laughs> Nissan? They'll confuse them. Booth? You're confusing me. No. Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, that's enough news. Let's go make some more uh, next week. Lower the socket! And that will not happen uh, in this episode <laughs> or any foreseeable future. However... Uh, we do have some emails to go through before we head on out to Vegas. How scolding are they? We got some you emails email, to read yeah. <laughs> before I we go to Vegas. Do we email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. 
I just have a feeling, and by scolding, I meant like, I just they're going to come at us for some reason. I just feel like these emails, we have not been on point lately. Uh, we haven't been up to snuff, and I feel like uh, they're going to let us know. And I'm uh, worried, and yet we're going to press on. Am I going to start? Go for it. Whistling Diesel is the subject line of uh, Blake, his uh, his email. It says, what's y'all opinions of Whistling Diesel's Monster Max 2 truck? What are all your favorite YouTube trucks? And uh, he uh, gave me a link to uh um, Why does he talk Wh- like Whistling that when Diesel's. you say his email? Do you know him? I don't, but I figure he watches Whistling Diesel, so he's Southern. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Uh, no, it's, uh, I, 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 I like Southern. Wrong with you, Lightning. His uh, the Monster Max is a cool truck. They're having quite of an, an ordeal trying to sync the uh, the engines and the transmissions. I do know that. And Dan's diesel wasn't able to pull it off. And um, remember someone asking us like, "Hey, do you think Banks could do it?" And no, we don't have the bandwidth to try to do it. And and I just don't think that. I don't know. Uh, what is my my? So I love the truck. I hope he gets it running. I'm excited to see all the stuff he crushes with it. As far as my favorite YouTube trucks, oh, wow. I don't know where to start. I really like... Well, let's uh, uh, let's make that your homework then. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of these. I, am I a, watch zero I YouTube a, shows, so I'm, a sucker I'm the for wrong person. I'm going to keep this email. And forget about it. And nope. I'm going to set it right here under my Gatorade, and I'm going to come back to it. So... Blake, I am going to give you an answer. What are my favorite YouTube trucks in a uh, in the next episode? All right, Seth Anderson says uh, podcast polygamy. Hey, lightsaber and fruit pants. Uh, <laughs> yes, no, I, I like mean, it. Light is in your name. That's yeah, but saber, fruit, and pants aren't in no, anybody. I, I love fruit pants. Weird. Yeah, light, light, fruit, light pants. show and fruit pants. Lightsaber. Oh, lightsaber and fruit pants. You are a little light in the show, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Light hey. Yeah, y'all were uh, interested. This one starts with y'all, so this one I should have given you this one to read. Go for, yeah, I'll read it. Uh, y'all were interested in what other podcasts we were listening oh, to. Oh, you got to no, you got to read it with a southern accent. You start I just with y'all. did. I said y'all. No, that no, full on. Go. No, full on. No, I'm not rude to people like that. Okay, not offensive the way you are accidentally or what? on purpose. So here's what I'm into. MTB podcast. So I'm guessing uh, uh, mountain bikes, biker bar. Making it with Jimmy DeResta, Bob Claggett, and David uh, Piquito. Why? What, what are you? Are these just random names? What is uh, this? Donut Racing Show from Donut Media. Yeah. Adventure Rider Radio and High Side Low Side. A lot of bike and uh, bike. Yeah, and, and more a, lot, bike. a lot of donut stuff. Interesting. Uh, there's a few others I listen to occasionally, but those are my regular listens. I can usually get through uh, all of those plus the truck show in one week. Shouldn't you be getting through the truck show and First. then yeah, and yes. then because. I feel like we're yeah, the why secondary. are we last on the list there? Lame. He says, uh, thanks for all your hard work and sacrifice to put this S show together for us. Uh, I really it enjoy is, it. It is, it is an, an S show, show yeah. especially after some of us haven't slept for three or four days. And even when I do sleep, it's I'm still just, a, I, a I disaster. Am, uh, I am subpar at best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, P.S. I couldn't notice the so-called terrible audio quality from 1024 episodes. Sounded great as usual. Nice work in post. Lightning. Hey, look, a uh, compliment. Yeah, wow, very nice. Lightning's Light Rants uh, from uh, Trucker Jones. Hey, guys, there's always five stars on the podcast. Five-star review! Five-star! I look forward to it every Monday when I climb into my service truck. So I'm in the same boat as Lightning when it comes to the DRL issue, the daytime running lights. Working second shift on the road, I see countless vehicles running around with just their DRLs on. Actually, 
I just had a car drive past me as I was doing paperwork with no taillights, which spurred the email. Anyway, my last thought has always been they're called daytime running lights. Why do manufacturers include the marker lights in the DRL function? If all the marker lights came out as DRLs, it would mitigate the issue of having no taillights on in the dark. I never did understand what the point of just having two front lights on during the day was. Anyway, just my two cents. Uh, I'll leave you some pictures from some recent adventures. And he, uh, I don't know why he showed us this chopped rat rod, but it's- Because it's awesome. Because it's freaking the best ever. The answer is it's awesome. And Lightning. here is his service truck and two more service trucks. And your rad, thank you for emailing. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Uh, regular listener and uh, Motor Trend employee, Jordan Scott says, That's actually how he spelled it. Okay. And he says- uh, you mean he said? I did it live. <laughs> yeah, that. He, the, I, this is my this is my preferred one. Hold on, I'm going yeah. back to eating your meat. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going yeah. back to eating your meat. You know, I have been pulling quite a few lightning drops. Have you? And I'm just keeping them up my sleeve because there's going to be some point a compilation of all the stuff. Sure, flows from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just pegged my own suckage meter. A little behind on the TSP and listening to 246. You guys are in the nuke van with Scott Birdsall. And talking about the home theater system, I could have sworn Lightning said, I seen that. I got so excited, I was going to fire off an email talking all kinds of trash. Then I replayed the clip. Somewhere around uh, one hour and 12 minutes-ish. Then I replayed it again and again and at least six more times after that, but there was no N at the end of C. Guess the suckage levels really are dropping. Lower the suckage! Keep those uh, parameters mounted. Mounted parameters! Everything matters. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. And Emmy, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Truck appropriate, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Nathan, do we only have Jordans to listen, by the way? What? Seems like we have a slew of Jordans. We, do, we have all the Jordans. All the Jordans. It's a rite of passage. You have to listen to the Truck Show Podcast if your name is Jordan. Now, the whole red hair thing, I don't know. I'd be curious to see how many... Uh, Lighting, read your email before you offend another portion of our audience. Other podcast, subject line from Nathan. Um, hope you guys uh, are well. I wanted to give you my uh, list of other podcasts. Speed School with Gail Banks. Nice. I appreciate that. That takes a lot of effort to put together, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, the Muscle Car Place, the Kibby and Friends podcast. Shift and Steer, which is uh, our good friend, which is our good friend Matt DeAndrea. And Tales of a Gearhead with David Stacy. And David Stacy has the world's best hair and a great podcast. Anyway, that's my list. I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to listen to in your spare time. Ben Shapiro. And that's about it. All that's right. not true. Smoky Tower Podcast. I like Business Wars. Oh, that's a good one, too. Love Business Wars. Yeah. That's a good one. And, of course, Micro. The way oh, I heard it. Oh, Micro so good. So good. Um, there's a few others. That uh, Jordan Peterson. I actually listen to some uh, religious uh, podcasts, too. That's too some bad. Catholic stuff. Yeah. No, it's interesting. You should listen to Jordan Peterson. I uh, listen to uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh-huh. If you like Ben Shapiro, Jordan there's Peterson. Some, by the way, there's some great uh, content on Fox Nation. Okay. It's a really, really good, uh, uh, like, ser- uh, what do they call it, series podcast or just the, like a mini series where it's like just a- like eight, a, eight episodes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some it. great stuff on there. So if you're oh. interested in, it's all sorts of stuff. It's it's things that aren't necessarily political that yeah. are just and and cool. I and I listen to Rogan, but only sparingly. Like yeah, when I, there's a topic I care about. Yeah, I, I kind of cherry pick. I, I can't MMA and all that stuff. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, just, yeah. I can't do it. Did I ever tell you about one of the 
This is probably a super inappropriate story to tell. The MMA reminded me. Okay. Of you the, sure? Can, the, you, can you tell it? I, I mean, it's not... It was early in my career when I was flying. I wasn't married or anything like that. And When you uh, were flying? Yeah, yeah. I was flying for work, like airplane travel. Okay, okay. I, I was reminded of this story, and I had told it recently, and then you said MMA, and it just it made me laugh. You have to tell it now. Uh, so, all right. So you know how- Can you, you tell it cleanly? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not dirty. It's just the the things that go through your mind as a uh, a single uh, strapping young lad business traveler. Okay. Uh, you know how when you uh, sit in a seat and there's a seat next to you and it's always a big dude in like uh, overalls with no t-shirt on and he sits he's, next he's to you. he's flowing into your seat. He's on top of you. Yes. And his body heat is making it very uncomfortable for four hours. Yes. Yeah. And there's times you're not even that close to your family. Yeah. That happens 99% of the time. And then somebody brought up, yeah, but can it ever be like an attractive, petite, you know, a female who never is. Right. And I was like, it was once. And everybody looked at me because I'm the outlier now. So I had to tell the story. So I was uh, flying uh, somewhere, flying home from somewhere into uh, Orange County. And I was, I always have a window seat. Always. Love the window seat. Same with me. Because always. I go to sleep. I don't go pee. I don't wake up. I, I love I, the view I, and sleep. I, I, I crash out. I don't bother anybody. Leave me alone. Like what's the play? Even, even my wife's like, well, if we fly somewhere, are you going to talk to me the whole time? Nope. Like, nope. I'm nope. sleeping. She gets mad because she cannot go to sleep on airplanes. I can, and I'm like, peace out. You're on your own. So this particular flight, I had the aisle seat, which is really weird for me. I never get the aisle seat, but for whatever reasons, my 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 ticket was changed. Well, obviously, if you it's th- that second choice. Second, you choice. never want the center. That's, no. I mean, God. So I'm sitting there, center seats open, and I'm now sizing up each person walking Who's down the gonna aisle. Who's going to sit next to me? Yep. And I was like, nah. how, how do you decide who gets the armrest? Because that's been a battle. Like when uh, you have- It depends on the whether it's a alpha or not. If you can be the alpha, you get it. There right. have been times I've asserted myself, and, and there have been other times where I'm like, I'm not last, even going to fight last, this dude. Last two times, yeah. I've had to share it. So I get the front yeah. half, and he gets the back half, yeah. or oh, vice versa. If it's somebody really big, I always my, – my, here's my pro tip for flying. Hit the recline button right away. So that you recline back, and that way the big guy's shoulders are in front of your shoulders. Yeah. But if they recline first, you're hosed. So you got to recline first because then they're ahead of you, and it's more comfortable. Gotcha. All right. Good tip. All right. So anyway, so I'm sitting here on my airplane flight. I've got the aisle seat, and I'm sizing up people. I'm like, oh, God, no, please. And I'm praying. And I, the next one's like, oh, that's even worse. And Oh, God. You know, it's like all of humanity. It's like... Now comes the person that can't even get through uh, the aisle. They're so big. It's everything. It's not even about being big. It's just hygiene. It's weirdos. Oh, you know what the ones that tick me off? The people that come... They have their headlights on. No. No, no, no. The people that have the neck brace so they can sleep. Yeah. Those people freak me out. I have that. Do you walk onto the plane with it? No, I pull it out of my backpack. No, the people that walk on the plane with well, it. Maybe they have a chiropractic problem. No, Listen, they don't. can I tell my story? Yeah. All right. So anyway, people are walking by, and I'm sizing them up and rejecting them one at a time. And here comes this really attractive brunette, and I'm like, please, for the love of God, let this be the one. And she's probably a little older than me. I'm not married. She's not wearing a wedding ring. Lululemon's on and probably like a sweater or something, you know, just kind of like comfortable but attractive. And I'm, I'm like, okay, all right, we got something going here. And she walks up and makes eye contact with me. I'm like, please, please, please. And she says, I'm, I'm in the seat next to you. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, finally, 
For the love of God, yes, <laughs> one time. And uh, she sits down. And we start talking. And we're hitting it off famously. And she's like, can I ask you something? It's really kind of odd, but you seem very nice. And I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. Uh-huh. Oh, there's got to be, she is dating someone you know, oh, or there's no, no, got to no. be something no, 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 weird no. like that. It's right? like, uh, in my mind, it's like, brown chicken, brown cow, right? So okay. I'm sitting there, and she and I are, uh, like I said, we're hitting it off. And it's, it's great, great conversation. And she's decided that I have earned enough trust in the first eight minutes of our conversation that she is going to ask me a very specific task to help her with. And I said, uh... This task is... And I said, sure. And she says, I'm really afraid of flying. Would it be okay if I held your hand during the flight? And of course, in my mind, what I'm thinking, this is awesome. No freaking and way. And we had to go over the Rockies, and there was a big storm, so I knew there was going to be a lot oh of turbulence. Oh, my Lord. So I'm thinking, every bit of goodness that I've ever earned is about to pay off. I just pulled, yes. I pulled the, the, the slot machine handle, and, and it, a seven came up, yeah. and another seven came up. So we take off. And sure enough, she has her hand on my knee, and she's grabbing my knee, and the plane is shaky, and she grabs my hand, and she's holding my hand. My knuckles are white. Every small jitter, not even big ones. Every she's small, clenching. She's clenching and screaming out loud. Ah! Oh, no. Ah! Ah! And I'm like, you're okay. I'm talking her through it. I'm like, it's, it's okay. This is nothing. These planes are At made for it. At what point does this go south? It's, it doesn't. Really? No, the whole flight. Hold okay. my hand. I'm talking her through it. I'm helping her out. She's got like some anxiety. I'm did, like, did her, you I'm, look up at, at at God and say, T H A N K Y O U? Thank you, thank you. At this point, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh right. no. So we land uh-huh. safely. Uh huh. And she says to me, "I'm so sorry, but." That was I, I really appreciate you being there for me. And I'm thinking, what's the next step? Is there going to be phone numbers? We can't. We just bonded over, like, she flying. She was holding your hand she for was, a thousand miles. Yeah. Oh, more than that. Okay. I mean, hours. Hours. I still can't feel my hand. This is 20, <laughs> 20 years later. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, what's the next move? So I, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play it like cool guy. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I, you know. Glad I could be there You're for gonna you. You're going to go get your luggage. You're going to go to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we're walking out of the plane. So so I grab my bag, a little bit of small talk. I start walking out of the plane. Well, she has to get her bag, so she's at, like a couple people behind me. So I slow walk through the terminal, and she's like, hey, where are you going? She's like, wait, wait up. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, where, <laughs> where are you going? Yeah. And I said, I said, well, I'm going to go to my car because uh-huh. I don't. She's like, I don't have a ride. Oh, then I was says, thank you. No. Uh, and she goes, well, do you want to go down to the baggage claim with me to, to get my bags? And I was like, this is amazing, right? This is the point, right? Where we are going to exchange uh-huh. phone numbers. Yeah. This you is my. Are, you guys are gonna do it. This, no, <laughs> this is my new friend. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh-huh. so we walk and we talk and get to the escalator, 
Yeah. And she's engaged in conversation, and uh-huh. I'm thinking of 50,000 different ways of how this can go well. At what point do the doors open and it's her husband there? That's the point where we are going down the escalator, and I see a very giant MMA man holding flowers <laughs> with two kids holding a sign that will say, Welcome home, Mommy. And at this point, she's still talking to me. And I'm and, and sizing. Think, we're coming down the escalator. And you're thinking, I'm going to die. Yes. And I'm looking at them, and I'm looking at her, and I'm realizing they are there for her. And I, my heart sinks. And in my mind, Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> like, like this is abort mission. Warning. 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 <laughs> like, this is all bad. Right. There's nothing good that can happen in the next 30 seconds. So as we're coming down, we're talking, and I'm noticing what's about to go down, and I'm looking for the nearest exit, police officers, luggage carts, whatever I can put distance between me right. and this giant You're going to go bear up of where, where, the, where the, uh, the luggage is coming down that chute. You're going to go up. I tried turning <laughs> around and walking backwards and realized that I was staying in place because it was an escalator. I see. Uh, and she says, oh, I'd like you to meet my husband. And I'm like, awkward. No. <laughs> Why would I do that? The, no. And as the, I mean, this is happening in real time. The escalator sure. is moving. It's ha- the things. Life is progressing in a place that I cannot stop it at this point. The brakes have been pumped. I'm I'm hydroplaning toward a wall. You've blown through the brakes. I got nothing left. Yeah. I'm along for the ride <laughs> at this point. And she grabs my arm. Marches me straight toward her family and says, honey, I'd like you to meet Sean. He held my hand the entire flight. Oh, dear God. And I'm like, oh, dear God. he did not. He did not hold your hand. This did not happen. No, 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 You're going to no. like, oh, there's going to be a beat down and I'm going to get bloodied. And this man. Oh, dear God. Looks me square in the eye. Pulls back his arm. And I'm like, this is where I get punched. Warning. 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 Thrusts out his head in front of me. Goes, oh, thanks, man. She hates flying. You did not see that coming. And I shook his hand and said, "Glad I could uh, be there. You guys have a nice day." And I walked my ass right out of that airport. <laughs> you went from the highest highs uh-huh. to the lowest lows. Uh, uh, I can't uh, enemies and happiness or something that I can't read this whole thing. Fenemies, he- frenemies, enemies, no, enemies, enemies. He- 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 oh. Hemis and happiness from, it uh, looks like, John Scully. Hey, Lightning at Home, and uh, this is your old pal, John, from the beautiful West Shore of Lake Tahoe again. I'm so stoked for you both. I'm stoked for you and your TRX. Uh, Lightning and Holman, I'm stoked for you and your 392. I just sold my 2016 Ram Eco Diesel. Wow, just, just in time, just right? Just in time. Just in time. And purchased a new-to-me 2020 Ram Rebel. Good call. I'm absolutely in love with the Hemi and the 8-speed. It is. That's a great trance. I loved my Eco Diesel, or at least I wanted to. I bought a new 2016 just for the 3-liter engine. As it turns out, it wasn't the diesel engine that I was hoping it would be, especially after the last emissions recall. Yeah, they derated them, and they uh, they got really anemic. Uh, I'm digging my 5.7 Hemi with the 8-speed. I know it's not the 392, and it's certainly not a blown 392, but it puts a smile on my face every single day. Congrats again, guys, and that is from John. And, John, we really appreciate you emailing us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, truckshowpodcast.com. At gmail.com. 
All right, one last one here from uh, Sam Houston, who's been a, a longtime listener of the show. He says, uh, just responding to your question in the last episode, number 249, about podcasts other than yours that the listeners listen to, I personally listen to Speed School and several Wall Street Journal podcasts. I have a 45-minute commute each way, which gives me some time. Recently, I've gotten to hear you guys a bit more since a podcast co-sponsored by the Wall Street Journal called Bad Bets is covering the Trevor Milton saga. Y'all are in episode two and three of that podcast. What? Is that true? Uh, apparently, according to Sam. Bad bets. Bad bets. By, go, by Wall Street Journal? Uh, I guess. I, I think. Wow, and I, I am a I subscriber to, to the WSJ, so uh, I'm well, check that out. Yeah, find it and let me know, because uh, I would like to know if somebody actually found us and talked about us. Wow. That's weird. I am. Is gonna, that weird that to you, as, as weird as it is to me? Uh, yeah, super weird, and I'm going to listen to it tomorrow on my way to uh, SEMA. Bad bets. Apparently, uh, you get to hear about us. Why would anyone talk about us? Because we were part of the story. Well, that particular story, thing, yeah, we're I part of the story. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's no reason to talk about us. We are the most downloaded truck enthusiast podcast on the internet. So says Lightning. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. Email us, won't you? The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. You guys can uh, connect with us on the five star hotline, 657 205 6105. Leave us a message. We want to hear from you, good, bad, or indifferent, but mostly indifferent. No, uh, we don't want <laughs> no, okay. no, I'd rather have bad. Good or bad? Okay. Yeah, of All course, right, right. of course, yeah. Uh, or, of course, you can uh, DM us or uh, follow us on social at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman, you guys or have done at a, yeah, Show Podcast. You guys have done a really good job with uh, DMing us lately. I think, for whatever reason, that seems to be one of the most popular routes. Facebook, second most popular. Um, just email us. Just, we can't keep up with everything. If, if you do email us, yeah, we read every one of those for sure. Um, Holman and I are both off to, uh, to SEMA. We are going to bring you at least two episodes. Imminently, too. Yeah, that's going to happen really soon. So by the time you are hearing this, we've already recorded some stuff at SEMA. And uh, I, I'm feeling good about this year's SEMA. There's going to be, I, I looked at the map. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Holman. But um, I know that a couple of the big boys pulled out, your GM, your Ford, but all the guys that we actually care about, they're going to be there. So that's going to be. Including the Truck Show podcast? Uh, we're going to be there. And I think we're, uh, can we say who we're interviewing? Nope. Oh, that's uh, embargoed. No, nah, it's just let's make sure it happens because okay. some people are flighty. Yeah. Okay. That good. Yeah. Good point. And who knows? Okay. I'm sure we'll get great stuff. Oh yeah, I've already got a couple interviews. But um, we're not killing ourselves, guys. We love you, but we're only going to do like two so, or three so shows last instead of time, five. Last time, last year, we got 13 interviews a day mm -hmm. or whatever For four it was. Days. It, that was death. That was stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> it was just was dumb because, and we had a good time doing it. We really, really got. Yeah, the booth of, was great. It was the booth we, was great. We're doing something in the Motor Trend booth this year, so that's good. We're going to be cruising around. Hey, listen, if any of you are at SEMA, we're going to be running around. We'd love to get a picture with you, say hi. Uh, honestly, if you see us and you want to grab a selfie, like uh, let's do it. Like we 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 want to see our uh, our fans. And I, I need to reiterate that. This is the second or third year that it is open to the public on Friday. Friday only. Yep. You can go to SEMA Ignited. Just Google SEMA Ignited. And you can buy a pass to go to the, it's normally industry only, right? Yep. It industry only for, it up for the on last Friday. 30, 40, how many years, whatever. They open it up on Friday so you can walk the entire event. And you need, if you're going to go, heed my warning. Get there before the show opens at 8 or 8.30, whenever it is, because you can walk the out front. The whole section out front where Hoonigan and all that stuff's going on, get there early, okay? And then when they open the glass doors to go into the halls, you go straight in and just go. And you're going to want to stop, but you don't have time. 
Just keep going, take photos, and move on. Grab flyers, grab a bag, pile all the free magazines into it, all the four-wheelers and all that stuff, and just blaze and hit as much as you can. And then stop. Wait, hold on. Can I give a pro tip real quick? Please. Save the outside for last. A lot of people really? get hung up doing the outside. The no. outside doesn't close. No, no, but no, no, stop. That's <clears throat> no. why I said do it before the doors open. Or do it at the end of the day and then go do the stuff that closes inside first. No, the problem is here's why you can't do that. You can do that. No, you can't. Here's yes, you why. Can. No, you can't yes, you because can. it's Friday. Yes, you can. And guys are breaking down the booths and moving the cars out. I just to meant get SEMA to in general. Yes, you're right. On, on Friday, people are leaving. Right. We're leaving. So on I'm fr- out of Well, there. I'm telling them because they're listeners and they, they want to go Friday, hit the outdoor first. See all the stuff out there, and then head in. And you're not going to be able, and be okay with not seeing the whole thing. You will not see. I'm the trying whole thing to warn again. you guys. You you can't. No it's way. not going to happen. Not right? going to happen. So get the map, and I would say if you're going, hit the West Hall because that's trucking off road. That's the brand new hall. You can't miss that. It's the brand new hall, West Hall, and then hit South Hall, and that's where your wheels also, and tires are. If you're the guy that cornered Lightning in an elevator and said that you loved him as Holman a few years ago, say, say hi, I like you, Lightning. <laughs> that, Don't say that would, hi, be, yeah. that would be hilarious yeah. if you did that again and no. hurt Lightning's ego. It didn't hurt my ego. It was funny. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. All right. Uh, we, well, gotta, we, we didn't say that we're going to be in the Motor Trend booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday. So we'll be Motor there Friday. So if 11 you are coming to by, uh, 2. 11 to 2. Which is outside. By. Yeah, exactly. Which is outside. All right. Uh, we got to thank Nissan, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see that really cool Frontier with the V8 in it. I mean, hopefully. We will. I hope so. No, we are. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. everything we can. Yes. I, I'm noncommittal about anything at SEMA because you know how SEMA can be. But I will make an effort. All right. Uh, we are going to go down and, and visit our friends at Nissan. We're going to see the truck and uh, drool on it. But if you're in the market for a new truck, head over to <laughs> NissanUSA.com. Also, uh, head down <laughs> down to your local dealer. You can see the trucks in person. Love ourselves the Frontier. Titan and Titan XD have the industry's best warranty. Five-year 100,000 miles. And, of course, we are also going to be doing stuff with our friends at Toyo Tire. Yep. So make sure you go to the Tread Pass area between uh, the Central Hall and the South Hall. They have a, a gazillion uh, custom vehicles that are there. It's always one of the highlights of, of SEMA. Can, I, can so, I tell them why they should go there? So our friend Stan Chen at Toyo has been – this is his baby. And, I, and I've asked him point blank, how do you find these vehicles? So what he does, he starts working with builders several years in advance – on builds that have never gotten press. To get in the Toyo Tread Pass, you cannot have had any media on the car. It has to debut in the Tread Pass. So it is like the top of the top, and it's just some bizarre, crazy, awesome It's some of the best builds, builds you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're going to bring a lot of that stuff to you from uh, on the podcast here. All right, so toyotires.com if you want to do that, and then also bankspower.com. If you're going to SEMA like we are, you will see the uh, little banks badging on everything. Yeah, we have done a really good job of putting rear diff covers on a lot of lifted trucks. So if you're interested in a rear diff cover, keeping those rear gears cool, go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and see if they've got a fitment for you. All right, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up episode 250 because we got some SEMA to head to. Oh, Holman, wait. Before we head out of the studio here. SEMA. No, no. SEMA. Listen to me. SEMA. We teased the giveaway. Oh, yeah, you forgot to do your giveaway. No, I didn't forget. We're doing it now. Okay, so if you listen to the show past the close. Yes. This is for you. This is absolutely for you. Here's what you do. You guys know the email address, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And it will only be on email. That is it. Email only. Only email. at gmail.com. Our friends at Cerakote have given us some really cool products to give away. Cerakote Trim Coat. 
You guys have black plastic. If you have an avalanche, it's the worst, right? If you have black plastic that's chalky and needs to be restored to its original black deep luster, the Cerakote trim coat, it's the bomb diggity. It doesn't get any better than this, in my opinion. I've done two of my family's cars with this. They had chalky black bumpers. They look brand new. I've got a Cerakote trim coat kit for you. If you email us with the worst chalky bumpers or plastic parts on your car. Basically, if you need it more than anybody else, then prove it to us. Prove it to us. Exactly. For someone else, I've got a Cerakote headlight kit. Now, Holman, you have personal experience with this one, the Cerakote headlight kit. This is better than the one that comes with the the foamy ball that you put on a drill. This This is better than than when you find it in AutoZone, Pet Boys, all that stuff. Cerakote headlight kit. But you need to follow directions exactly. If you don't, you'll mess it up. If you follow directions exactly, which I did about a month and a half ago on my kid's Scion, they look Amazing. new. New. Brand new. Like new. Yeah. It'll blow, so, it'll blow your mind. Same deal. Show us the foggiest, grossest headlights that you have. So send us your photo and the uh, right. the gnarliest ones will win Truck a brand new Cerakote headlight kit. Podcast at gmail.com. Now we out. All right. See ya. In SEMA or at Vegas or in Vegas or I'll see you at SEMA in Vegas. That one. See ya. Bye. Bye. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.